Hey Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes. Hello and welcome to episode. Ha, ha, ha. Alright, let, let's asshole. cut that one. Asshole. I was gonna say asshole. But it seemed 136. Like it was... It's Saturday, but Al interrupted the intro Just so he can, over. he can introduce us. So unprofessional. <laughs> yeah, interrupting dinosaur. Introduce us. Uh, this is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. You can put me on the spot like that. <laughs> Why not? It's fun. This Cause... is episode 136, and it's. uh, What's the date, somebody? The 20th? No, that's next 13th. week, the 13th. It's the 13th, and it's episode 136, and I finally got an episode up before we started recording the next one. Woo! So if you're listening to this, woo! by this time you should have already heard 135, and if you haven't, then get on that shit. Um, should have also heard my like three-week-old trilobite. His three-week-old trilobite, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it is 12.16 at noon, so if you have not sent in a mailbag thing, that is why you are not being read, but I will do a quick check for you stragglers and tardy people who don't deserve to be read, but you deserve to be read because you're listening to us, so that's okay. There's Al. Hey, this is Al. There's Pete. Uh, hey, this is Pete. There's Slunks. Slunks? Slunks. Uh, oh, no! He's gone! Slunk is not here today because he's probably asleep or something. Or or, or he's. Or fornicating, which is you know, which which would be nice for him. Uh, we yes. applaud that. Um, but if he's asleep, we do not applaud that. Um, unless he was up until five a.m., which in which case that's all right. But he still would have gotten seven hours by this point. So very true. Mystery remains. Um, and I'm your host, Mr. Chupon slash Austin. And somebody is typing in our chat window. Uh, Who the fuck's sound- in there? Who's in where? You said somebody's typing in our chat window. Who the fuck's in there? That's your oh, shitty connection, I, dude. Yay. And yay. apparently somebody has my alligator. I don't know what that means, but... Oh, yes, we went out drinking yesterday, and one of our friends got a fishbowl drink. Okay. And uh, it comes with a little toy alligator inside, face down, in the drink. Face down? What, is it dead? Or is... Well, I guess it's not... I guess... Down. I don't know. I think people use it to, you know, like... It's a whole bunch of ice and pineapple juice and, like, all this alcohol, and so, like... Mm-hmm. When you try to when when you want to mix it up, I guess you just use the alligator instead of your straw because there's too much ice in there. Figures, and it's it's I so, guess it's bigger than a, a straw would be or a stirrer, right? It's 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 a little rubber alligator. It's yeah. about it's about six inches long. It's you know it's a toy, so it's heavy and oh, so they should make it after. Yeah, they should make a video game of it. Well, either we get to keep it after or we just pilfered it. I don't know. It doesn't really matter because no one said anything. <laughs> um. But uh, no, my friend put it in her purse and took it home, and then she said it was mine because I've re- she already has three. And I don't want an alligator. I have too much stuff. Yeah, they can't play video games. So, which is what we're <coughs> going to talk about. Uh, so Pete had his trilobite, but that was from week- three weeks ago, and I didn't have the time to record the trilobite because I was making episode one thirty-five not sound like complete crap, and Al uh, was tending to his moist hair, really? as-, as you may have remembered from you know last episode that needs a lot of tending to. So. Tend to your g- games now? What have you been playing? Me? Or him? Sure. You. Sure. Why not? Um, well, let's see. Me, I have been playing The World Ends With You pretty much exclusively this week. 
and um, I managed to get through um, seven days in the game and uh, realize that that's not the end of the game, which is great. Um, and it seems like the game is actually much longer than just the seven days, which is really cool. So, you know, it helps flesh out the story and it, it helps, um, you know, do a lot of things that you just didn't get in the game yet. And um, now I have the opportunity to just get them. Um, let's see. I have a quick question. Yeah. Uh, I may have missed this. You might have said this yesterday, and I just uh, yesterday, last episode, and I might have just missed this. But explain the whole seven day thing. I had no idea there was a day limit, or uh, or something that seemed like a day limit. Um. Well, here's the basic premise of it. You uh, are in a game that can be best uh, associated with battle royale kind of thing. You know. Uh, the the movie Battle Royale. Uh, I know of it. Okay, if you haven't seen it. You, I must bring it to your house. Uh oh, it's an awesome flick. Even though it's kind of disturbing, but it's awesome. Um, basically, uh, you got all these people running around doing things, and they have to do these particular tasks. And if you don't do the task in the time limit, which is artificial because um, the time limit doesn't have any uh, effect on real life. Like you playing the game, you don't have to do the the quest in like 360 minutes. If it was like 360 minutes in the in the game to beat the the, the day or whatever, you know what I mean? You're always gonna be not even really. If you took three weeks to to actually play. The oh, game, you're you're always gonna. Do oh, it. yeah. So it's it's like a storyline yeah. time limit. Exactly. Okay. Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like when the castle is burning down in Final Fantasy VI. And like it's burning, and you could just stay in there all day, and it would never burn down until you left. Yeah, the orchestra okay. would still be going. Bah, 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 we don't bah, need no water. Bah. Let this actually, that's Final Fantasy IV. What'd you say, Pete? Oh, I, I was. We I don't was need no water. I was just saying we don't need no water. Let's <laughs> <laughs> let burn. Um, Continue. Sorry. Yeah. So let's see. Once you get through um, the. The days, because basically there's um, seven days in the in the game. It, all the players are supposed to be wiped out by the seven day, and then uh, the reapers who are the I see. Other so it's story storyline seven days. Yeah, storyline like seven chapters. Exactly seven okay, chapters. I got it. I got you. Um, so what happens is that your character he uh, wakes up, and this is basically how the the, the flow goes. Um, he wakes up. On day one, he has no partner, and then he winds up making a pact with someone else to have a partner. Because you have to have a partner. If you don't have a partner, you uh, are erased. That's what they call it in uh, seven minutes. So he, all with the sevens. Yeah. Uh, so you make a pact with a partner, and then you start doing the stuff that's uh, that they tell you to do. And then at the end of every day, there's a boss. And then. Um, the, the boss thing is basically them just like, okay, you, you're facing a Reaper, and the Reaper does whatever. They can't directly interact with the players, so they send out what they call noise. Also, that's what the bad guys are called, like the enemies that you fight. Um, then after you finish that, then story happens, and then that's the end of the chapter. Then you go into day two, three, four, five, six, and seven, and then at the seven is basically the climax. But then um, what happens after that is... Uh, 
basically day one happens again. Oh. And it it sucks for your main character. For reasons that I will not discuss. Um and then you basically go through it again. But it's not like uh, Groundhog Day going through it again where you get the same partner and all that other stuff. So you go you, you, you basically the story starts over, but you're playing through it differently. Um, not the actually, not the story. Not the I shouldn't say the story. Um, the is it an actual time rewind? It's not a time rewind. It's um, not a time rewind. That's the thing. It's like everybody out. is still um, they're still acting like it's the next week. So you don't really like the in the in the game. Neku, the main character, I I guess he doesn't know it yet. I haven't played that far into the next day one yet. But he does know that things are different. Okay. But it's not like... Uh, it, it's basically he just didn't get what he wanted, which was the whole point of playing the game. And I can't tell you what that is. But um, they have what they call a game master who's supposed to be like the, the supreme boss of the game. And uh, you fight him at the end of the master day. Master Mike! <laughs> And th- that fight actually was really hard for me. Like, I-, I think it took me pff, probably an hour and a half to beat that boss. That's how hard it was. And then I realized, well, the first half an hour I was playing, I was dying. I was I didn't really recognize that I was using equipment that wasn't in my best interest to use. And so then I switched my equipment, and I beat him in two tries. Um, and then you know now they're in this new game in this new week new seven days there's a new game master and it does completely different things and it's really cool so um that has been pretty much what i've been playing and you know one day this week i did last week i played like 10 minutes of holy invasion and privacy demo and uh i was just kind of like making winding mazes and making like short corridors and little o shapes and whatnot and I, I do find it a lot more productive, at least in the demo, that uh, you make the O shapes and the T shapes and whatnot, because I was able to throw out a lot more lizard men. But in the demo, you're limited to lizard men; they don't tell you how to do anything else. Um, uh, well, what you could—I don't know if the demo is going to let you do this. See, uh, grow. Uh, what's it called? Grow a bunch of those lizard men, and then uh, were they laying eggs? Yeah, they were laying eggs. Oh, okay, so then never mind. I was going to say because. The, the mistake I was making was that once I had progressed the Lizardmen, I had stopped making whole masses of the flies, and they need that to survive, and I, I completely forgot about that. And so yeah. they started dying off, and I was like, oh, look, I got all these skeletons. Wait a second, the skeletons had to come from somewhere. Oh, crap. <laughs> so I was basically building hordes of Lizardmen. They were all dying, and you need the flies to feed them, and they weren't laying eggs because they weren't getting fed and all that stuff, so I was just right. like, oh, okay. Still stupid. <laughs> Um, trying to think if there was anything else that I played other than Smash Brothers. Um, I think I mentioned that I started um Okami, which is not uh? actually pronounced that way. No, I didn't Okami. mention that. No, not yeah. that I remember, but oh, I have a memory of a brick. Yeah, sometime I think two weeks ago or something. Maybe it was right after the podcast or something. But, Okami. Uh, I played yeah Okami for like uh two hours, two and a half hours. Mm. And the game is freaking awesome. It's very comfortable, wonderful to look at. The PS2 or Wii? Wii, right? Wii, yeah. 
the the combination of using the Wii remote for the paintbrush and uh, just run around with the nunchuck and you like flick the Wii remote to do the dash and then you start running faster. Uh, it really feels a lot, a lot. It really feels very natural, which is really cool. And it's got a lot of nice little humor in it. And uh, I haven't played it since because I've just been really dedicated to playing The World Ends With You. And now I know that the game isn't over yet, so I'll probably slow down a little bit with it. Uh, there's a, how many how many hours? How many hours uh, in in the world ends with you? Oh, uh, if you actually just want to go straight to the point, I, I no 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 you no you, that's how many mean, hours how many hours oh. have I played? Well, I'm yeah. I'm just kind of putting a generalization. I if thought you, you meant, I go, thought you meant if one wants to go straight to the point, he can beat it in X hours. That's what I thought you. Were oh no no, I was gonna say if you want to go straight to the point, you could probably finish a chapter in like 25 to 30 minutes uh but i you know i'm a grind whore so i've been fighting noise for no reason just to level up my pins the pins are different um attacks that you can have and then yeah. you assign them to yeah, we... your slots and whatnot um so i've been leveling them up and mastering them and then making them evolve and things like that which is basically my pokemon complex um i have been playing the game I guess you could say for two weeks now, and the amount of hours I may have invested because they don't tell you how many hours you played, uh, probably maybe six to seven. Oh, well, I would hope the game's not over in seven hours. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, oh my god, this game is like really short if it's only seven days. But then I'm looking yeah. through the manual. I'm like, wait a minute, I've never seen this character. I've never seen this right. character, and this character. Wait a minute. Oh my god, spoiler alert. Oh wait, it's in the manual. <sighs> and then of yeah. course there are things that um like there are items that are so expensive that you can't actually afford it because you need a, a new uh wallet that holds more money. And you can't get that wallet in the first seven days because you don't actually get the items that you need to trade in. So I kinda knew that there had to be more. I, I thought that it was gonna be something like uh oh great, you finished the game, new game plus. And I'm like, but right, right, yeah. I mean, it's sort of new game plus, but it's all different, like new enemies. And it's and it's mandatory because it's not it's not a new it's it's a new game plus in in theory in that it's rewinding you, but it's not in that it's like this is part of the main. Right, they don't roll experience. the credits and say congratulations. Right, they... it's like it's like hey, guess what? Now you have to do this over again because something else is going to. It 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 does sound kind of like Groundhog Day in a way where depending on. Well, depending on what he did, things would change. Right. In like, the movie. when you finish the seven days, something is supposed to happen. And for him, it didn't. Right. And so, and so, like, he... Is this of... Now, this is, like, I guess this is a question about the character and the storyline. And if it, if it goes into spo- super spoiler territory, then then, then, that, I then I'll, I'll back off. But... It, so is this character... Does this character have the ability to turn back a week? Or is it... Or does the universe throw him back a week? Um, well, actually, it's not really throwing him back. That's the thing. What it is is, like, for example, <clears throat> uh, we work Monday through Friday, and then we have Saturday and Sunday. We go back to work on Monday. So uh-huh. uh, for them, it's like, okay, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, they're like, okay, Saturday is the last day. We survived to this point. We're going to get what we want once we uh, complete everything we need to do on this day. Uh-huh. Then for the main character, it was that Sunday, that next Sunday. And he's like, what the fuck? 
in 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 the uh, uncensored version. In the uncensored. So so it, okay, I'm a little confused now. Then it doesn't really rewind. Then no, it doesn't rewind. It it goes forward. Like all all the Reapers are talking about like how uh, they don't want to work this week. They never work two weeks in a row or whatever. Like <laughs> and um, then they're talking about the new game master things like that. So okay, see, I was confused when you said it. Re- when you like the first time you said it goes back and rewinds, I thought it really. This is really just happening week after week. There's nothing that actually goes back or rewinds. Then well, the only thing that rewinds is the number. It, it actually says day one again when you when you complete uh, day seven. Right, but it's day one of the next week. But it's day one of the next week, right? Right. Which okay, so that's totally different. Totally different than what I thought you were talking about. Yeah. Okay. Completely um, shatters it. My so, world is shattered. Uh oh. The world play. ends with me. <laughs> it ended with Pete. Hi. What have you been <laughs> playing, Petey? Oh, okay. I should go now. Sure. <laughs> I okay. Should, uh, yeah. Um, Why not? <laughs> okay. So uh, I'll start with the small things because I played a few demos of things on my 360. So I played the demo for let's see, Space Invaders Extreme, and uh, it's Space Invadery with. Uh, some extremeness. No, trippy, yeah, with trippy backgrounds. It's definitely, uh, like, um, what's that guy's name? Jeff Minter. Uh, definitely his style in the background Space there. Um, the, the guy who did Tempest and, uh, yeah, Space Giraffe, which was ridiculously hard and not much fun. Um, but, uh, Space Invaders was fun. Uh, I definitely, like, like, out of the four demos that I played, it was the one I was most likely, like, I would have probably bought on an impulse. Um, I would have just been, uh, I would just, like, I would have wanted to keep playing it, so I, chances are I would have just, uh, like, bought it, but I wasn't letting myself buy anything. So, um, the, uh, yeah, so I played that, and then I played the, uh, demo for, uh, what is it, uh, Virtual On Oregano Tangerine. <laughs> um, Oregano Tangerine, wow. So, uh, yeah, I played the demo for that, and I do remember playing it back in the arcade, like, uh, and uh, the demo is either really easy or I don't, well, because I mean, I'm not playing against other people. I'm just playing against the AI and like going through its like little story mode, arcade mode thingy. Um, but I, I like blasted through like the five stages or whatever and got to stage six really quickly. And then stage six is like a boss thing. And then they just like as soon as you like as soon as that stage starts, it just fades to black and says you know unlock full game. So it's like ah damn it. Um, but uh, I wish like some demos would open up more things because like I really would like to try that online before I considered purchasing it because um, if I was going to other people yeah because like if I'm just going to get go on and get wrecked all the fucking time like you, you know yeah see so like that's not fun <laughs> um, I mean the only reason why I say that is because I played only twice and I have to play ten times to get my um achievement yeah and the two times I played actually no I think I played more than that I played about Three, t- three more times after that. But the first yeah. two times I played against people who were like 295 wins, 50 losses. I'm like, okay, I'm going to lose. And so the first time <laughs> I got close. And then the second time, uh, like the second person I fought, I got completely annihilated. Then uh, I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to get my ass beat for 10 matches, get my achievement, and just play offline or play against people I know. Uh, like yeah. I was playing against Ed and well, Edgy Buccaneer, and he's not that good at the game. So I was whooping his ass, but then near the end, 
he was whooping my ass because <clears throat> he was using characters. Well, I was using characters I didn't really know how to use, and the characters that he was using, he kind of had an idea of how to play as. But mm-hmm. I really want to play against um, Mike's brother, who you know we both have the Dreamcast version in, and I went to his house Mast one day. Mike's and we did brother. The, um, the the Dreamcast Link. So we I, we were playing on two different screens with the twin sticks and everything. That was actually the day my Dreamcast uh, GD-ROM drive broke. And then I went and got another one from uh, my job that I was working at at the time. <clears throat> and um, swapped out the drives. <laughs> it's very <laughs> slick there. Yeah. Uh, well, what are you going to do about it? They still owe me money. So, um, <laughs> Talk to Dave Perry. Yeah, please. Uh, the... Matches that I had afterward, though, online, I, I got pretty close, but I still lost, but I only lost because of my own stupidity. So it's going to vary, and you might win a little bit, but think about it like this. You know, the guys that have been playing, they've been playing since the start, and they're probably really good anyway. I've never right. played a game online against people who weren't that good, and that's what's up. Like, I played Super Puzzle Fighter, never won a game. Really? Yeah, because these people who play online, they know... Like how to play the game competitively, and I well, yeah, so, yeah, that know, that I definitely knew I wasn't gonna. <laughs> yeah, but and like, I, see, the thing with two puzzle fighters is that that at least has like offline multiplayer. Like, like this one, uh, virtual on doesn't have split screen or anything, right? It's only like uh, no, I over, over live or system link, right? Um, I don't remember. It, it might be split screen. I'm pretty sure that there is split screen because they, uh. As far as I remember from the the trailer, they showed a split screen, but I might be wrong. Just keep playing with Edu, um, well, and yeah, and, and get with... Pete to buy it. <laughs> Wait, yeah, no. just, we could start. I'm not talking about me. I, I'll play oh. with anybody who I know who wants to play online. Right, I was gonna say we could start our own little Scrub Virtual On League. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm Clan I'm, Scrub. I'm pretty good with like two characters, but all the other characters are not that great at. So to be balanced, I won't always choose the character I'll whoop people's asses with. Uh, but anyway, uh, continue on. So. Well, I was, yeah, I was gonna say the problem with that though is because that game is the most expensive out of the bunch that I played. It was fifteen bucks, you know, twelve hundred mm-hmm. points, and that's yeah. like to me, that's like that's a lot of money to just go get my ass whipped all the time. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, then I played, um, I played the demo for Schizoid, which uh, again, it's not like it, it's like. They, they talk about it, it's like uh, when you start up, it's, it says it's the most co-op game ever or whatever, because um, okay. it's the one where it's like these two little ships that uh, you can like, you're supposed to play with it in our person, like you control one ship and someone else controls the other ship, and it's like kind of got an Ikaruga style thing going on where one ship's red and one ship's blue, and you know, blue can only uh, attack the blue creatures, red can only attack the red creatures kind of thing. Um, so you're supposed to play it with somebody else uh, and um, like help each other out through the stages. Uh, there's, so there's the co-op mode, there's an, there is an offline co-op mode, and then there's, uh, what's called Uber Schizoid, which is where you control both ships with, uh, like, your, the two analog sticks on your own controller. Um, so it's like, you know, split in your mind, it's kind of crazy. Uh, like so... With you? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> but see, with the world ends with you, it takes it takes steps. It's like it's like do the bottom screen, do the top screen, do the bottom screen, do the top screen. This one, it's move oh, yeah. both ships at same time. With me, it's like do the bottom screen and the top screen at the same time while looking at only one. I'm like, ugh. Well, you're insane. <laughs> yeah. Really, really quickly before you go on, Pete. I don't know if um Al, I don't ever know if I ever showed you this, but um 
on the website ikaruga.co.uk, they have all these gameplay run-throughs. Right, right. Uh, like these insane people playing Ikaruga. And there's a run-through of a guy with an Ikaruga arcade machine playing both players. Yeah, yeah. I've at the that. same time. You seen that? Yes. Go look it awesome. up, Pete. It, that, that is crazy. Because when you said, like, do both ships move at the same time, that reminded me of it. Yeah, yeah. that does sound crazy. I mean, probably way, hardcore, way more hardcore than this game. Um, so that guy could probably, you know, like to have a cakewalk through this game. But anyway, uh, so yeah, you, like for the demo version, you can either do offline co-op or uh, just this uber schizoid mode. So, and my girlfriend was sleeping, so I couldn't wake her up and be like, "Hey, play this with me." Um, so I, uh, I just did the uber schizoid and accelerate it, girl, accelerate it. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it, it it seemed fun. It's definitely like it was challenging using both ships. It's it wasn't. Definitely wasn't fun enough to warrant a purchase, and again, like, it's something that I don't know if I'd want to pay for. I don't like the idea of having to pay for something that I don't know I'm going to be able to enjoy on my own, um, uh, so I didn't really worry about that either. But uh, then the last last demo I played was for uh, Ticket to Ride, which is a board game. I think it's a German board game. It's by uh, this company called da- Days of Wonder. Um, it's a popular board name name for geek games in like people who play board game stuff uh so are they behind uh either of the other ones that came out on xbox live uh i don't know if they did settlers no i don't think they did settlers Catan, and they didn't do carcassonne i don't think they did either of those i'm trying to remember what company did those um, Whose dog is that, by the way? Uh, there's a dog in the background. Yeah, there's a lot of noises around my house, and uh, there's nothing I can do to shut it up, so I'm oh, sorry. I-, I don't need you to shut up. I just think it's funny. There's a dog going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't actually know where it's coming from either. It sounds like it's like right outside my window. Um, it's a head crab. But anyway, so uh, Ticket to Ride <laughs> is just a board game where like you basically... It sounds. It's gonna sound really nerdy. You uh, build train routes across the United States, and you get points for those train routes. Um, it, it's a board game played with cards. Like you draw uh, at the game, you, you draw cards you. to determine what route you're supposed to build from, and then it uh, you've gotta collect train cards throughout the game, like of different colors. So, like for instance. Um, your route could be Chicago to Los Angeles, and then there are different points between Chicago and LA, different like cities, like major cities, um, which I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, but uh, what's what's I don't know, like San, San Antonio is probably not even along that route, but that was a city I remember being in the game. Um, <laughs> but uh, so <laughs> you uh, like so say from like Chicago to whatever the next major city is, it could cost uh, like four yellow train cards to build that route or something. Um, it got to be yellow. What'd you say? <laughs> so I got the yellow. Okay. So you collect these cards and you buy that route and you got to build your route across the thing. And uh, other players can, like, cut you off by building their route through you and stuff. Um, so it's, like, a simple game, but it has... Uh, why it got to be yellow? <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah. You know what's funny? Um, there's uh, like all sorts of colored train cars and stuff, um, and there's even black ones. But there's no they got a black uh, one. the white ones are just all purpose. There's no like white train card things. So <laughs> it's racist against white trains. <laughs> um, <laughs> so 
what the hell was I saying? Oh yeah, so you buy your train route and blah blah blah. And so anyway, it's a it's a, <laughs> it's a fun game if you're a type of person who likes Catan and Carcassonne and things like that on Xbox Live Arcade. You will probably like this because I love those games and I want to buy this game too. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, sweet. oh Pete, did you play? Jo- oh wait, you don't have a 360. Right. I, yeah, he does. Wait, the, yes, the, how do you think I just played these demos? Week. I'm sorry. I was thinking about that. I'm like, wait a minute. He's playing 360 demos. How does he have a 360? Um, I was going to ask if you played Joyride. Wait. I want to take you Joyride. Joyride is their new free game? Yeah, the Avatar racing game. Wait, is it out already? Yeah, I downloaded it, but I, never, I haven't played it yet. They just announced it at E3. Did they put it out right away? They put it out last Tuesday or something. Oh, or, I guess they put it out right after they announced it. I did not yeah, know that. They, so. They've been doing that stuff lately. Like, you know, the the what's it called? There was a Donkey Kong uh, versus Mario game that went up on um, DSi well, yeah, like, the, week, yeah. the week after E3. And things like that. Mm-hmm. I do remember and that. Final Fantasy VII, which was supposed to be out at the time that Jack Tretton said it, but it probably didn't come out till that Thursday. Yeah, I saw that that was on there. I didn't realize Joyride was up. I'm going to definitely download that and try it, though. I'm take you for a ride. Because yeah. hey, to me, I... I mentioned this in my trilobite that Joyride to me, like from the video, it looked very much like uh, Grip Shift meets Trackmania, mm-hmm. and I'm totally all about that. So, okay, you want to try it after the podcast? I may, and then I'll trilobite about it or something. Whoa. Um, is that a okay. real Prada bag? So let me talk about <laughs> real quick. Let me talk about the actual games that I'm playing since I took so long on those stupid talking about those stupid demos. Yeah, um, which weren't really stupid, and I'll probably buy at least two, if not three, of those games. Um, yeah. But uh, so uh, Fable Two played a lot more of and totally got into it. And my guy is awesome. Um, he uh, I try I like I was decided to play because morality games. You mor- morality. I said mo- morality. You said morality. Right. I sound like I said morality. <laughs> morality instead of less morality. Morality, morality, morality. <laughs> um, but with morality games, I usually um, and uh, okay, Garnet Lee on One Up made a comment one time, and everybody like on the podcast disagreed. Actually, it's listen up or whatever. Everybody disagreed with them, but I totally agree with them. With morality games, people tend to choose before they even play the game whether they're going to play it good or bad, and then mm-hmm. kind of get locked into playing the game that way. It's like you stop looking at the choices, and you're just like, okay, what's the good answer? What's the good answer? You know, if you want to play it good. I agree with that. Um, I yeah, I totally agree with that. And everyone yeah. on the on Listen Up was like busting on him, telling him he was like he was wrong, which I think was pretty stupid because it's that's how I always play it. But anyway, I, th- I think I think it's a subconscious thing, and they kind of didn't realize it. Yeah, honestly, if you ask um, me. But yeah, so with Fable, I decided I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna like wait till a choice comes up and decide how I would like just choose like whether or not I want to do that. So um, uh, like. Um, this isn't spoilery, but like in the beginning of the game, um, you uh, you start out as a little kid just for like maybe like the first hour of the game, or whatever. And uh, there's a few choices you got to make start that that slightly affect your morality. Um, so I pretty much just through normal play chose most of, most of the good morality stuff, but then one of them was bad, and I was like, whatever, I don't care. Like I'll just keep playing this way, and whether I end up good or bad will be based on my choices, not what I chose to play as. Um, and uh, so. Um, I want, like, basically my guy is generally good, and so, like, now that I'm playing the game, I, like, found this cool Assassin's Cloak thing, which just looks sweet on him, nice. and, but now, and I walk around and everybody hates me, and I, I don't well, like so that. Because you look like an assassin. Yeah, if but you, you, take, if you take it off, 
if you take it off, does that take it away, or do they, yeah, do they now yeah, associate you with, like, an ass who will well, kill people? <laughs> clothing affects ratings, like your attractiveness or their fear towards you or things like that. So, like, if I take it off, people probably will, like, not, like, instantly dislike me um, because I've been doing good things and, like, uh, th- like and, and in general, I'm a good person and I've done good things for the town and stuff. So, like, they shouldn't be hating me as soon as they see me. But, like, when I walk up, it shows little bubbles that show that they don't like me and that they're afraid of me and stuff. So I have to, like, constantly dance in front of them to get me to get them to love me. Which <laughs> dance with this fart. assassin's cloak on. Yeah. Which, which brings me back around to my one complaint about the game, which is the social 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 it, system. It's where you, so, like, yeah. Yeah, where you constantly have to just keep doing the same thing to get people to like you. But anyway, I am enjoying the game, and I'm going to be playing more of that. And then uh, played more of The Sims 3, and uh, now that I've had more time with that, my one complaint about that game is I'm totally still into the whole gameplay thing, you know, doing the life goals. My, my sim became his international super spy, so that was pretty cool, and he's totally awesome. happy. Now I just got to get him laid and get a kid before my sim <laughs> gets old and dies. Um, it's just, it's so, biz, 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 die! <laughs> um, but my one complaint about the game is that they took out the create a town mode, which was in The Sims 2. You can create a neighborhood in The Sims 2. In this one, you can't. Um, in fact, it's like... Like, they definitely, like, they definitely, in this game, drive you towards playing just, like, the actual game as opposed to being as creative as you could have been in, like, The Sims 2, where it's, like, right from the beginning of the game, you can jump in and start creating anything you want. Create town, create, like, a whole bunch of Sim families, create a whole bunch of houses or community lots. You can still do those other things in The Sims 3, but they kind of, like, they push them off to the side and just really want you to get into the game, um, which, uh, like... It's fine to begin with, but, like, I like to do the creation stuff. I wanted to create, with The Sims 3, I was, like, actually looking forward to creating a town and filling it with people that now had personalities, because, uh, it, I, what I wanted to do is I wanted to make an island town and with, like, tent houses and then create personalities to certain people and make it, like, I wanted to make, uh, the Lost Town, like, Lost Island, um, with the characters from Lost on it, because I'm a dork. Um, but, uh, yeah, they don't have it's that. It's time travel! <laughs> Um, so, uh, I've looked on the forums, it sounds like people are saying that there's a possibility they could come in a patch or something. I hope it does, because, uh, yeah, Maxis, I know you would never listen to this podcast, but, um, yeah, you should, uh, you should, um, put that in. Yo, Maxis listens all the time. (laughs) All the time. (laughs) Just not to us. And I think that's pretty much all that I've been playing, um, so, uh, I guess it's Austin's turn. Hey, I've been playing more Holy Invasion Prophecy. Bad man is still stupid. Now that Holy Invasion game is really aggravating me now because I can't get past a certain stage. The, here's the funny thing: is that, um, and I think I blogged about this on Gamespot, but the tutorials that you go through obviously they help a lot. But mm-hmm. then they have challenge, uh, like little missions, little challenges that they're like, okay, build twenty lizard men. In uh, in ten minutes, or uh, defeat this monster by using this technique, or so whatever. And so the challenges actually teach you more about what works and what doesn't, and how to use certain things in different situations. Um, is th- oh, shit? I forgot. I forgot where my train of thought was going with that. But the point is, is that all the things that you learn, you try to apply in the main game. And it, they, they don't really work that well. 
Well, it's not that they don't work that well, but I've been using them, and I've been losing quicker than I did when I was just randomly doing stuff. And it's like, why, why does it work that way? You know, why, why am I learning techniques to use and then using them and then losing faster? So it's, it's a little <laughs> aggravating in that respect. Um, I think I got the furthest in the game before I ever hit the tutorial. I mean, not the tutorial, I'm sorry, the challenges. So that, that goes to show how much, you know, maybe it was luck too, but it's just uh, uh, aggravating. Anyway. Why, um, why do you guys keep playing this game? It sounds like you don't even like it. <laughs> I have to play it for review. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not out yet. It's coming out in, like, July, and they gave it to me, like, two months ahead of time. They're like, eh, you got two months, just do whatever. I'm like, all right. But, um... Wait, are you talking about Holy Invasion? Yeah. Oh, how are you playing it? Demo. Demo. Oh. Okay. Which is only just three levels. Okay, so you have the demo, and Austin, you have a review copy. All right. Yeah. The the UMD has, like, like, aerial typeface, and it looks all, like bootleg and everything so it's not it's not as bad as the uh the ds rom cards where i'm like playing it and it's sticking out the back and then yeah everybody, everybody's like giving me looks like did you just you know what is that did that come from like thailand or something i'm just no it's a rom <laughs> copy. but um what i've really been playing and and this is it's really funny that I, I i call this what i've really been playing even though it only took me three hours was i started and beat portal yesterday afternoon. nice finally um, I think that the reason why it took me so long is that I wanted to finish all the Half-Life 2 episodes. Um, as you know, I didn't even beat Half-Life until late into last year. That's don't say anything about episode 2 because I still have to play it. I won't, I won't. I won't say anything. But I haven't beaten 2. That's the thing. Is that uh, there is this one part that got really frustrating and I wanted to see how much longer the game was after this part that I'm, you know, I'm not going to say anything about. And it turns out that it's probably like... After I beat this part, I probably have almost nothing to do, and then it's over. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to come back and beat this part at some point and then watch the rest of the game or something. I might as well just go into Portal now. Because the whole thing was that I, I was like, all right, Portal um, takes place in the same universe, sort of, kind of. So I was like, I kind of wanted to get, excuse me, who hiccups, a sense of uh, a sense of, of what that was or why. And they, they kind of mentioned some of this stuff in in episode two, somehow, in some vague way. So I'm like, all right, I- I've got my connection. Uh, I'll play it now. And so I started, and I was like, wait, this is one of those really short games that everyone was talking about. That's right, the whole hubbub over it was that they finished it in an afternoon. Let me just keep going and try to finish it. And after three hours, it was done. And the thing with, you guys both beat it, right? Yes, I Portal, did. yes. Here's where I, like, I really liked it overall, but it wasn't until, like, test 17 that I felt that I was really like being stuck and and just really trying to be as observant as possible because the whole thing about portal for me is that not only is it like a, a kind of what's it called um uh it's like a, a, a spatial recognition and all that stuff mm-hmm. but it's also just exercising your regular you know video game tendencies how carefully are you looking at your environment if it, if you seem stuck what haven't you done yet did you bother to look up did you bother to look behind you you know little things like that that people like the, uh, David Sterling was was writing about how Donkey Kong Country 2 fooled the crap out of everybody because it placed one of the one of the DK coins like to the left of you in the beginning of the stage but everybody assumes that a platformer goes right. And mm-hmm. so you'd always miss that coin because you wouldn't think, what if I went left? Um, and to me, it's like in Portal, it's like 
did you look everywhere? Did you try everything? You know, besides the whole, like, ooh, you have to use momentum and then, like, you know, put the portal here and then put your foot there and then put your head up there. So that, for me, really didn't start to come into heavy play until Test 17. 1 through 16 were fun and inventive and clever, but I figured them out. Okay, let me let me rephrase this. For someone of an intellect level such as myself, which was probably a really poorly constructed sentence <laughs> just now, that game should have taken me six hours to beat. And, like, I raced through the first 16 stages in 90 minutes, which may seem like a long time for other people, but for me, it was just like, wow, this was nowhere near as challenging as I thought it would be. Is it necessarily Portal's fault? No, because you don't want to make something so challenging that everybody hates it, but at the same time, I'm like, I was... I guess I was kind of expecting more, and the the worst part of that wasn't the absolute difficulty level, but the fact that it went from, it almost went from zero to sixty in the span of like, yeah. like as soon as sixteen ended and seventeen began, it went from zero to sixty, and I'm just like, I would have liked for it to, at least be more level in its challenge, starting from one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you know, get get harder and harder and harder, and part of that was the first couple of stages were so introductory, like, put the cube on the button. That was stage one. And it's like, yep. I thought that that was kind of a training mode, a tutorial mode, and then I would get to the puzzles. I didn't like the fact that the really basic stuff was actually part of the the so-called test. I got a and comment. <laughs> not, not that I disliked it, but just I wish it were, I wish that were just kind of like a training room or a series of training rooms. And then she goes, now we will start the test for real. And then, you know, you get the gun and you do all that stuff, but that's just me. I mean, it's def- I really, really enjoyed it a lot. I, I just wouldn't give it a five at this point. But it was, it's. Re- I'm really glad that I finally got to play it. What were you saying, Pete? I was gonna say that. Uh, I think the reason that the puzzles aren't like super, like challenging or hard or difficult or anything like that is because I th- think the game is less about being a shooter or a puzzler or anything like that, and it's mainly focused on the story and the, uh, you know, the growing relationship between you and the, you know, AI, GLaDOS. Um, so, like, I think they wanted to not make things too challenging because if you get, if you stay on a puzzle too long, um, you're not listening, you're not hearing her voice, you know, so they want to try to keep the flow of the game moving, pr- like, progressively quickly, so, like, that you're constantly, like, I mean, you know, you're not interacting with her, but she's constantly talking to you and, like, you're, you you don't have the uh, like you have constant feedback from her as opposed to a break where you're not hearing her for a while. I don't think they wanted you to get stuck on a on a puzzle where you wouldn't hear her for a while. Right, but then they kind of turned on their heel in seventeen, eighteen, and nine. Well, not maybe not seventeen. Seventeen was really challenging, but it wasn't like a stickler. Like nineteen or eighteen, like there are long stretches of that. Well, at least for me, and it's like okay, well, if they're either they do it one way or they do it another, and. I think that, like, like I said, that was just my little quirk. But I think the the bigger crime for me, and I and I, I guess crime is too dramatic of a word, but for lack of a better word, the bigger miss for me was the fact that if you look at the progression of the difficulty, it start it goes flat for sixteen levels, and then it sharply veers up for seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen. And I would have liked to see a better balance, a better pacing, a, a more smooth progression of difficulty. And they still could have done little touches, like if you were taking too long, she mocks the shit out of you. Because that's, yeah. basically, that's basically what she does in level 19. You know, and it's like, they could have found, like, just because they want to do one thing, there's always a way around it unless they mess up so badly that they can't recover. But there's always a way to keep her in the game or whatever and emphasize the story. And honestly, for me, GLaDOS was funny as hell. Oh, but, yeah. but, like, at the same time, 
my focus was on the puzzles. So that's just me as a player. But again, the, 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 there's a way there's a way to balance it better, and I think they could have done it. But it's still at least a, f- a four out of five. It's a four point one seven eight nine six six three. Hey, it's at least worth four point two three seven five mm. eight two one. Why so low? Huh? Why'd you score it so low? Why don't I um, walk around with a shirt that says four point two eight seven five eight two one? Six point eight. The only problem that I had with the cake song is that like I had heard it so many times because I was an ass and didn't play it until now. And like we were playing the song in rock band, so I knew all about the song. So when it came, like I know everybody the first time when they didn't know about the song and they played the game and, and it came out, you know, like that was kind of kind of a surprise, kind of like oh, oh my god, haha, this is funny. And for me, it was just kind of like, and now I get the song. Yeah. yeah. And because I heard the song, I went and started cleaning my room while I was playing. I mean, I played it, you know, when it came out, so I definitely got the experience. You, you of, got like, the, you got the whole like, oh my god, this is great. Yeah, but I can, I can certainly understand what you mean. Yeah. I like the, I like in the spoiler alert. I like in the in the last encounter when one of the uh, one of the orbs starts spitting out the recipe for cake. Oh, I think I remember that. It, I don't remember it, that one. Was it uh, well, like voice or something like that? Yeah, it was a voice. Yes. Uh, was spo- it the purple spo- one? Uh, n- I think the purple one is. Uh, it might have been the purple one, but yeah, because like the other ones are just like, "Hello, what is this?" What's that number? What are you doing? Yeah, the then, ADD like, do... one is fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but the, but then like the cake one is just like five cups of margarine, five tablespoons of sugar. <laughs> Don't forget such garnishments as little crackers shaped like fish, little sprinkles shaped like fish. Man, frosting I'm gonna go back and play that game like again. Fish, I've been and wanting... everything was shaped like fish. It's like okay. I've been wanting to play that game again for so long, but I I've been trying not to because like my on my Steam account it says you know I I play the game and I beat it in two and a half hours and if I play it again it's gonna add time to that so then people are gonna be like wow he took like six hours to beat the game he's a retard oh. <laughs> I don't think anybody cares let me go check my Steam and see how long even though does I, it I really see here's how. the thing is that how long back to Steam archive your hours played because it only does two weeks for me. Oh really? Can you, cha- can you change I, that? No, but I think or, it permanently marks whatever the last thing is you played a game at. So like, I'm pretty sure it permanently says two and a half hours for Portal for me. I might just not be looking in the right place, and I'll have to figure that out later after the cast. But I'm curious. But that was my big what I've been playing this week. I mean, I, I dabbled in a little bit of more Chrono Trigger. Um, it's it's so different that it's the same. But yeah, it's Chrono Trigger. So again. Um, did I play? Oh, I was playing Zuma before the podcast, mm-hmm. and that shit goes really hardcore with the tribal music. It's like, it's like it's like really loud and and and, and chanty and and percussiony and like booming. And I totally wasn't expecting well, that. Well, it is and, a pop cap game. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't expect it to be so hardcore with the Ooh, my enchant. And I could I could have sworn that as I was playing, it started going like pressure. Pressure, and I'm like, don't say pressure. What is the puzzle game? <laughs> it makes I think it worse on you. I think yeah, they were like, saying your name. No, it's like pressure. I'm like, no, no, don't put pressure on me. But yeah, uh, Zuma, the PopCat puzzle game. It was, it's, it's a pre-Peggle PopCat game, so it's nothing special, basically. But I was playing it because we were waiting for Slunks, who isn't showing up. Where are you, Slunks? Oh, he's not here. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, Pete had one other thing he wanted to mention. Slunks, two S's, two... No two S's, letters. one U. Two S's, one vowel. Oh, God. <laughs> um, 
The other thing I wanted to mention, because I forgot, because, yeah, Slunk's, like, if he was here, I would remember to talk to him about it, but, uh, the, uh, I did, me and my girlfriend and I played a lot of the 1 versus 100 beta, um, because ever since Slunk's mentioned it last week, I was all like, oh my god, I want to try this, and then I, I basically, we've been playing it almost every night for the past week, uh, and, wait, oh man, me, 1e, save, portal, time, oh, come on. not seen on mine, <laughs> what? I, that was that, that, written the point really of weird. that is to be said in the chat and not in the podcast. Go finish so thing Al is talking about Portal Time is not seen on his Steam. I was so just so everybody knows. We started talking about one versus one hundred, but now I'll say it after. <laughs> so one versus one hundred. Uh, I figured out some things that I was kind of confused about last week, and I was talking with Slunks about it. Um, it's not multiple instances of the same game. It literally is. Everybody playing one versus one hundred is on the same game. Like so, like mostly over the past week, every time it's been on, there's been over like a hundred thousand people playing. Holy crap! And like for the when they do the actual live games where it is the one versus one hundred, it they out of those hundred thousand people, there is one person who is the one, and only one hundred people that are the one hundred, and, and then everyone else is spectating. Everyone else is called the crowd. Um, okay. So they can still answer questions and like compete against other members of the crowd and stuff, but they're not actually like doing the one versus one hundred part for like for any prizes. So that's why Microsoft is okay with giving out prizes because they're really not giving out as much as I thought they were. So they just give um, out one prize a week. Yeah, well, it's not really one prize a week because there are multiple games in the time frame. Like it seems like the live game goes for about two hours, and you can probably get like I'd say. Um, ten to like ten, roughly ten games in uh, during right. that, depending on how quickly the games go through. Um, but the but the point is that they're not like a zillion games going on at the same time. So right, they have to give out a zillion prizes. I Ex- see exactly, okay. that, which yeah, I was makes confused about. So like, while this is a cool idea, if I mean this is a beta and there's a hundred thousand people playing, when that thing goes live and the prizes are real, there's probably gonna be more than hundred thousand people, and the odds of you getting picked to be to be that one or those one hundred are gonna be so minuscule. That like it's like it might not be fun to constantly be part of the crowd, um, right? Uh, but there is a uh, like there's they also during the beta thing they do what's the live game which is the one versus one hundred and then they also have a lot of what is called extended play which is where it's just basically everyone there is no one versus one hundred it's just everyone in the crowd and everyone competing against everyone else and um you, like the uh, I think when they do that the top winners are supposed to win a prize so there is always that chance that like you know you can play that way but to be a top place you pretty much have to answer every question in the blink of an eye like less than a second reaction time and have everything right um so it's pretty hardcore but it is fun to just sit around and play trivia like you know once in a while uh if i ever got to be one of the one if, if me and my girlfriend ever got to be the one or the 100 it'd be really cool just to like experience that but, two versus hundred yeah <laughs> um otherwise i mean yeah that now that i understand it a little better it kind of sucks that that's the way it is um, but I do hope they put in other uh, game show type games to play. Like, like I mentioned last week, that Jelly Vision might be doing a "You Don't Know Jack" for Xbox Live Arcade. Which, right, even if right. there's no prizes for that, just having that would Jenny, be completely Jenny. fucking awesome. You know what they should do? They should have. They should go back to having like a zillion, not a zillion. You know what I mean? Having several games on simultaneously, and like at the end of the month or something like that, the the hundred people who do the best in each simultaneous game. 
compete for gets, a prize or something like that. I'm sorry, the best uh, each 101 people. Sorry. Yeah. And like, yeah, and then they are the ones who compete for like the real games, like at the end of the month, like like three weeks of crazy simultaneous games, and then that last week is really just one versus 100 versus a crowd. Once that game is over, the next one versus 100 versus a crowd for that last week. So you've got. The problem with that is then you're like basically telling people you have to show back up at this time to win a prize. And... That's true. That's a good point. But they should. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that. That's it. I'm done with that. So what about your portal time? Your potty time, Al? What's about potty, potty time? Potty time? Yeah. No, um, it, it doesn't show anything hey, about yeah. um, portal beyond the past two weeks. So technically, uh, you can I'm going to have to load up my Steam here. and look now. Go just because I got to... I, I gotta do that. I just like to guys. mention that I really, really, really want prototype, but um, I'm gonna have to wait on getting that. But I really, I really see, want prototype. I really, I really, to really gotta start GameFly. I want to see. I, I want to. I really want to explore the differences between that and Infamous because I hear they're very similar in yeah. so, in certain respects, and I don't know which one I want. Well, I'll tell you this much: I can't get Infamous, so I don't care about that. I can tell you what I've heard. Oh, I, forgot, I forgot that it is... was a PS3 exclusive. I yeah. didn't realize it. I thought Prototype In... was a PS3 exclusive, too. Oh, no. That, and I was like, oh, I want it! <laughs> <laughs> Infamous saying, is Sly Cooper. Prototype is Hulk Ultimate Destruction. Oh. Mm. I never played a Sly Cooper game, actually. I want to. Me, I, 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 really, I, I really want to go back and get the trilogy for, yeah. for PlayStation 2. Amazon.com? Yeah. No, I mean, well, I, well, I meant not. like all three games in oh, the trilogy. Oh, I, yeah, it because it is so a trilogy. Awesome if it was just one package, though. I have 3D glasses for the third game. Nice. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, do a test here. Sly Cooper trilogy. Just to see if it happens. What? what, yeah. what I mean, what they did a Devil May Cry and a Metal Gear Solid. Just oh, nah. It gave me the Born trilogy on Blu-ray. <laughs> Excellent. We should totally move on to news. <laughs> Your face should move on to. Let's see. Sly Cooper is fifteen bucks on Amazon. Sly two is twenty bucks, and then Sly three is fifteen bucks. Wow! 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 It must be in a maybe it's an availability thing or maybe. I don't know. they're all greatest hits, right? Hey, the uh, Antipode is on Steam. No. Always. Um. Oh, this is ships ships from and sold by Hubba Games. No thanks. We'll see what happens. Anyway, um. We're going to move on to the news and the singular mailbag. So we'll be right back after these messages. We'll be right back. back. Uh, I gotta interrupt the email with breaking news of my own. Breaking news of Steve's own. Steve. What? Yes, I just called you Steve. What the fuck? Anyway, I, uh, I just wanted to say that Al's right. They don't show portal stats after a certain amount of time. I guess. Two, I, I think it's only the last two weeks, which, but that's, which I don't like. They must have updated to just be last two weeks, somewhat like recently, because I remember for like well after like. Months after I played Portal, it still showed that I had, had beaten it in two and well, a half hours. I'll tell you what. I think last year, um, I got World of, I got World of Goo, 
slightly before Christmas time or thereabouts, and at that point, I it was only two weeks worth of data. So I don't know when they started that because I never really paid attention. But I know that that's the first instance of me seeing two weeks, and 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 that's it. You know, as opposed to all time. And I wish they did record it for all time because I'd like to see how long it took me to play a game. Um, and I just wish they broke down those stats. But th- I, I guess that's why they have in-game like hour counters. Like Call of Duty has its own in-game counter, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I, I don't even know. Anyways. Okay, um, go ahead. News. E- sorry. Email from Shane, aka Ashpro73. And this is about um, something that I mentioned about the sound quality, which was going on with our last couple of episodes. Um, I mentioned that um, I mentioned that I tried to splice in as much of the high quality sound in one of our episodes as possible, and so you kind of got an alternation between the really shitty sounding podcast, which is really low quality, and you couldn't really understand, and then like you've got some high quality stuff, and, and then you got the low quality again, and then and then it went to low quality. Um, tunnel full of dicks. For, for the second, yeah, tunnel full of dicks. Um, and so he says, to answer your question about whether or not to post a cast with less than stellar quality audio, I'd say go ahead. It did not annoy me in the last episode at all, and even when it is low quality, aw, this is sweet. Even when it is low quality, it is better than most of the other gaming casts out there. Thank you, Astro. Again, uh, I'd like to hear your feedback on whether <coughs> if we have problems with the sound file. Do you want us to just post the backup copy, which you've heard, you've heard backup files, maybe 20 to 30% of our bot- podcasts are low quality because of problem so if you don't mind that let us know if you would rather wait for higher quality then let us know just because it, it if a sound file can be salvaged and made into something that's good for the for the high quality cast it will take a long time for me to get it done because you know i have a job and so do these guys so it's hard but if you'd rather just settle for the for the low quality, then you know, let us know. At some point, maybe we'll. I don't know. I used to do this thing where I'd put the low quality up first, edit the high quality, and then replace it. So I don't know. Maybe we could do that again. We'll I see. actually still don't have a job yet. So we oh, have him because right, you're in Boston. <laughs> you can you can pay me to edit your podcast. <laughs> I don't Good looking. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's it for the mailbag. Thanks, uh, Aspro. Uh, you know what? Let me take a quick dive and see if uh, any stragglers have come in. Of course not, but we'll see. We've been lucky before. Uh, transferring from webmail. Tra- Thank you. Mailbag, password. I'm not going to tell you what it is because you're listening. And Web page loading. Web page loading. Web page loading. Come on. All right, let's see what our mailbag looks like. Uh, um, um, it, yes, it looks like a belch. Doesn't look good. Uh, the same amount of mail that I had last time I checked, but maybe I deleted one. You never know. I try to be optimistic. And what do I get for being optimistic? Kicked in the ass. Nothing new. Okay, moving on. We are. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's knocking? Whoa, whoa. what's That's that? That's my headset because it sucks. Okay, um, on to the news. Uh, we're going to start off with something that's interesting that Yoichi Wada of Square Enix Idols says, um, in no certain terms, don't water your games down to appeal to certain territories. Let me actually read what he said, though. He says, um, this is from Christian Nutt of Gamasutra. He writes, uh, Square Enix CEO Yoichi Wada has been discussing the problems of making universally popular video game intellectual property, noting that, quote, forcibly making, end quote, a game to work worldwide and, quote, degrading the quality, end quote, is not worth doing. 
Um, he says, we're not considering that one certain title is going to be sold on a worldwide basis in all of the territories. There might be one title that we're going to be giving to two of the territories and another title that will be given to one of the territories, one that would only cater to that one particular territory. But as long as there's going to be a well-balanced portfolio as a company, it's going to be fine because if we try to forcibly make a certain title work worldwide, and if that's going to be degrading the quality, we don't want to go down that path. So he's basically saying, like, um, it, it kind of alludes to our discussion from a couple of episodes ago. Um, and, and Al, I think uh, you were the one who actually found that news article at, at that point. But of, you know... Was Pokemon too Japanese? Oh yeah, and yeah. were they? You know the whole cultural thing of 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 is it too Japanese? Is it too foreign? Um, and what do companies do to water it down? And like you said, like you found Iwata basically said, you know what? Fuck you guys. We're not going to water <laughs> down. And you know, it was, mm-hmm. instead of making a big burly monsters, it was you know the cute monsters. I'm so. sorry, I didn't realize <laughs> that you just made Satori Iwata curse, which is really yeah, hilarious. Which is, yeah, hilarious. <laughs> I hate this bullshit. <laughs> um, <laughs> he needs the Sorry. vitality sensor. Calm the vitality down. sensor. But yeah, I mean, like, what are your guys' thoughts on this? I mean, is this? I guess on this whole topic in general, what are your thoughts? Um, well, I think that this policy or ideology can be followed with certain things, but there's gonna come a time when a really good game is going to come out and this policy is going to limit the amount of sales it gets. Um, mm. The next story is probably going to uh, work in, not in my defense, but it's going to be proof that you don't yeah. have to water down a particular um, game if it's good and you want to bring it outside of its territory. Um, but... There are situations, like, most of the time when people localize games, they have to do things like, you know, treat particular um, colloquialisms and subject matter as foreign, and people won't get it. And technically, some games, it really works with, like, you know, Lunar and um, a lot of the Atlas-translated games. Uh, There was a game that I played recently, and I was like, oh my god, the localization is hilarious. Uh, I don't remember exactly what it is anymore, even though I just recently finished it. Uh, Hmm. But that game, you know, it, there are uh, lots of situations where localization really works. But then there are situations where keeping a game the way it was made, even for the territory that it was made for, yeah, is, yeah. is transient. It works. It, it works going across the uh, the sea, technically. And, the, the and that's kind of... What you say? It works going across the sea. Yeah, the ocean. As it voyages over the ocean, mm-hmm. and that—that's kind of what worried me. When, like, I—I I like the mentality that he's basically saying, "We're not gonna, you know, we're gonna change it for you." I remember back in the day, you know, we gave you Final Fantasy two, and it was way too easy because you were a bunch of pussies. We're not gonna do that anymore. And I like that. It's just that when he says we're not going to release it, I kind of get sad because it's like, like exactly like you said, what if there's something fantastic out there that's fantastic because it is the way it is. Right. And then not only do they localize it differently, but they either make it easier or they mm-hmm. change the mission structure or they do whatever or they don't bring it out at all. And I say just bring it out to a niche market, you know, because there are some people who'd be interested in that. I mean, I don't know. I would be interested in that. Yeah, I think be? it would be less expensive I, to um... – not put in the the effort to localize it and make it easier. If you bring us the game as it is and do something even as simple as uh, what we're going to talk about in the next story, uh, 
I think that that will probably help increase your profit margin for that particular title, even though it's probably going to be slim. It's going to be something, hopefully. Yeah. You're not Pete. Pete, what were you going to say? Uh, well, they got to at least localize dialogue, Al. You said, like, it'd probably cost effective not localize it, but they'd have to at least localize dialogue. Um, maybe not change any gameplay stuff. But, like, uh, I don't want to care so much about them not releasing certain titles in certain regions if they would uh, be willing. Like, I would think the most cost effective thing would be to just look, like, like with, you know, with Blu rays now and stuff, they can put all different kind of local like dialogue localizations on a blu-ray or something so right. like with uh you know strictly like hardcore jrpgs i mean take the time to just at least localize it in a in the different languages and then uh you know let us that import it at least um yeah. Yeah. You, you can't import a japanese rpg if it's not gonna you know give if you, you can't english read text it. yeah so like people um, were i'm sorry really quick people were importing phoenix right when it when it when it stopped being published in in the u.s for a time because Phoenix Wright, the Japanese cartridge, had an had, English option. Yeah, exactly, yeah, so and that, that that's so, fine. Like, Look, I'd, I'm sorry, go ahead. I would be perfectly okay with that, because if it's a game I really want, I'd be willing to import it. Um, I understand, you know, they're a company that don't want to put out a game that's, like, a high-risk situation, but, like, um, yeah, at least let let the world have access to it, even if you're only going to put it out in one region, you know? Right, right, that's a good point. Um, should we move on to the next one to kind of expand on this one? Yes. Yeah, because I, I um, want to discuss the localization that Pete was talking yeah. about, but I really don't yeah. want to discuss my feelings <clears throat> until this story is discussed. All right. And so, so then we come to Muramasa the Demon Blade, which is coming from uh, Ignition Entertainment. And and I kind of felt like, oh, this must be Shane's doing it. Shane Bettenhauser from 1UP to total, like, um, um, big name on the 1UP thing before he moved on to Ignition. And I wasn't really surprised when I heard about this because it's like, you know what? It is Shane behind this, or, or, or he's, he's one of the people behind it, so I'm not surprised. Demon Blade, uh, is, which, which looks very similar to, um, to Odin Sphere, and, uh, which, was, which was made by Vanillaware, and so, so is this game, um, is going to be subtitled. It's going to be brought over to the States, and it's going to be spoken Japanese. Nothing is going to change with that stuff, but... In order for us to be able to understand what these mystical people are saying, it's actually going to be subtitled. So we get the original voice track, and the only uh, well uh, here, here um, I guess the bigger story for for Kotaku why they're posting this is because it says subtitles only. For me, the bigger story is the fact that they have subtitles. Period. <laughs> so, um, let's see. When Muramasa, let, let me read this blurb real quick because I think they have some um, some good uh, words here about it. Um, the Japanese language track will remain with only English language subtitles as your option. Uh, uh, Shane Bettenhausen tells Silicon Era that the Vanillaware developed an ignition published Wii game is so deeply steeped in Japanese tradition, mythology, and culture that trying to dub it, trying to make something more Western, is really not a service to the product. And we think that makes a lot of sense, says Kotaku, and so do I, frankly. I mean, mm-hmm. usually I'm the type of guy who's like, I like options. I really like options. But when those options get in the way of what the game is trying to present, I say then you pull back the option. So, well, if okay, if people want to hear it in English, that's fine. But they have to realize that they're probably not going to get the same effect. Right. Because it, it there's there's some things that you just cannot you can't necessarily translate one to one idioms. You can't translate like uh, certain cultural things directly such that they make sense. So, I mean, I'm. Again, I'm an options guy, so if they could have put it in there, that would have been cool, but people should know that they're not getting the full effect. But 
you had something to say, Al. Uh, I feel like if you are going to localize the game and spend the resources in localizing the game, I think it would be cheaper to do subtitling as opposed to hiring a whole bunch of voice actors. Uh, mm-hmm. And, of course, if you're going to hire voice actors for a video game, you're not going to put uh, so much money into them so that voice acting, in, indeed, is probably going to be crappy in the first place. <laughs> um, as hey, you! A, get the Demon Blade! Now! Yeah, or like uh, Lux Payne's... Not Lux oh, Payne's voice acting. Was it Lux Payne? The voice acting was so, like, dull. Oh, there's no voice acting in... Oh, yeah, there is voice yeah, acting. Yeah, there's what voice I'm saying. acting in Lux Payne. I forgot, there was one oh. game that you were talking about. It was like... That that was actually not that bad, but the voice acting in Suikoden Tear Christ. That's what it was, Suikoden. The main character, was really, like, whenever he was saying something, he was saying it really fast, and it was like he was just, it really in a rush to go somewhere when he was saying anything, and it was like, I can't really understand what you're saying because you're talking so fast. It's like, whoa, slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Actually, that was many characters, not just the main character. Oh. I, I think that in situations like this, this is preserving the... Um, the quality of the original title and the original title's intent where, you know, the, the Japanese voices probably add a lot to the environment of the game. And it helps, of course, to understand what they're saying with the English. And the English is probably not a, well, most likely, it's obviously not a direct translation. But there are probably some things, some ideas that are localized and they have a different meaning. But it's not like they change some things like jokes so that they can get, you know, they can change the jokes around so that Americans can understand them. I, I probably doubt that they do something like that with the subtitling. So if yeah, they say it, something that's yeah. rooted in Japanese, they're not going <clears> to <throat> change it around so that it's American. Right, right. I mean, things like puns and, and idioms and, like, little expressions. Like, um, you, you did you did, did you guys see the um, Uncharted 2 demo on uh, in the Sony co- conference? Yes. Yeah, so. Which was really awesome by the way and I want that. Oh yeah. Um like just just the way that Nathan Drake talks period. Like some of the little remarks he makes, um like little quips or 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 whatever or expressions, you you can't necessarily translate that into Japanese or a different very different language um and have the similar effect and likewise the same thing happens in reverse. Mhm. So, um I don't know. It's, it's just some. Here, here's another thing I want to say real quick before before uh, I want to hear what Pete has to say about this. Um, is that when you hear something in its original language, it's beautiful. Like I, I like um, in in shooters that where you're where you're playing in a foreign country, um, and like the Russians speak Russian, the Germans speak German, um, like people in South Africa speak Afrikaans. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. When you hear it, it's it's just a, a very very pure thing and then when you change that it just kind of loses it no matter how good the voice acting is it just it, it, it sometimes loses it like I remember a friend was watching Full Metal Alchemist the anime and he watches it dubbed on Cartoon Network um, and you know he says the voice act the voice work is admirable which you know I don't know that much about the the English dub but you know I, I can understand that but you know I heard it once and it was decent but I was just like you don't get the same oomph out of it that you do when you hear it in its origin in its native tongue and it's not just putting something to english it's you know in every direction so i i just yeah. feel like when when games give me the japanese the the funniest thing was when i put in two human the first thing i did was change the japanese <laughs> even even though two human is not a natively japanese game 
Mm-hmm. I put it into Japanese, and I, I love the Japanese language. I love hearing it, and it sounded awesome. But when I was watching it and listening to it at the same time, I'm like, as awesome as this sounds, it just looks way off. I'm going to have to change it back. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, it just kind of goes to show. Even though I like listening to Japanese language more, it still didn't work all that well. Even though I could have probably played the whole thing like that, but I don't want to play it anymore because it's too human. So, um, Pete, uh, in regards to your last point, I like totally agree with you. Uh, when I was younger and stuff, uh, I when I would like watch things like anime or foreign films and stuff, I would always try to like find something with that was dubbed because I'd be like, I don't want to read while I watch and. Right, like, right. Be, I would probably feel the same way about video games like, at that point in my in my life. But now that I'm older and stuff, I can appreciate something for being in its native language. Um, so I would prefer actually subtitles uh, over like uh, especially over a bad dub. <laughs> um, oh God, yeah, you the master mm. of unlocking. Yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, with like this game for instance, that's really cool. Like that they're at least willing to do that. Like just uh, bring it over uh, with the subtitles and stuff and just going back to my other point like even just doing something like that like just to get even just subtitles in a game it, that's got to and then like you know if they don't want to release it release it somewhere else at least with those subtitles it can't cost that much that like if even if they only make a handful of sales overseas it's still got to make up for whatever they paid someone to translate it just for subtitling um so uh oh, in yeah, relating the- in relating the two stories to each other uh just saying that like yeah they, that should at least always be an option, you know, if they're not going to release a game elsewhere. Yeah, that's my point. Okay. I I think Yakuza was another game that I believe had uh, Japanese... Uh, I don't know. One of the Yakuza's had Japanese voice track and English subtitles. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But I, like, games like that need to, you know... Unless if they if they tried to make a, if if a Japanese publisher or developer tried to make an American gangster game in America and they decided not to put it in Japanese, I wouldn't mind. Obviously, yeah. But if you're gonna make a Japanese mafia game in Japan, I I I, I kind of want to hear the Japanese. Me too. So would Red Steel have been better with Japanese? <laughs> you know what? It probably would have been better with French. <laughs> <laughs> Red Steel. You can move the remote. No, I, <laughs> Red, the game would not have been, but the presentation would have been a little bit more enjoyable if the Japanese people people spoke Japanese. Yeah, and the, <laughs> and the supposedly hip hop thugs actually sounded like hip hop thugs and not Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I'm gonna teach you about like trespassing private property, dude. I swear, a guy, a fat guy, and a wife beater and Jerry curls with a big ass baseball bat comes to you and says, "You're trespassing." Huh? What? Not even, not even an essay. You're trespassing essay. You, you should be able to have the ability to just like nudge people like that out of the way, please, and then just walk right by them. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, you should have the ability. You should be able to have the ability, not just have the ability, but be able to have the ability. Be able to have the ability. Be able to be able of ables. Moving on to something completely different. Wait, 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 wait! wait, wait. Oh, I'm sorry, you you weren't done. So, you, damn it! So you know what drops faster than a fat, fake fat guy Japanese gangster? Uh oh. What? Console sales. I was trying to do a transition. Wah, Pete wins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. MPDs. And I had it better before I got all messed up because Austin just tried to move on before I. Could I had no idea that. you had the segue in 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 your chamber. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but apparently, uh, the MPDs came out and a lot of the numbers are down. Um. I personally have been used to kind of seeing 
Wii at like 300,000, 500,000 for month, and Xbox 360 at least 200,000, 300,000, kind of up there. Mm-hmm. And what we're looking at right now is the Wii is at 289,500, and 360 is at 175,000. DS is still kind of going strong, 633,500. Um, but it's a it's a drop, and it's something that I was never really conscious of. But apparently, I I can't remember if this was an analyst who said it, or if it was some PR guy for a game company who's trying to spin it positively who said it. But they say that May is usually a a, a lower month for hardware. I guess I don't know if you guys uh, noticed that trend or remember. But okay, here 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 it says it right here. Uh, Steve Watts on OneUp.com says, as noted by the NPD Group. May is usually one of the lowest months of the year, so the trend is not surprising. This is the first month in almost two years that overall sales have gone below the one billion dollar mark. But high sales in two thousand eight make this seem to make this seem more a return to normalcy than anything else. So, I, I mean, I guess that's a good point because last year things were insanely cha-ching, which is interesting given the recession. Thoughts? Guys? Um, uh, no, uh, I'm great. I mean, not um, great. We're I mean, the- later into a console cycle, it's like they're not going to sell as much. <laughs> well, no, that that's not necessarily true because I, you know once the the holiday, like June, there might be a spike because of um, you know graduations and Father's Day, and uh, over the summer months it might drop, and then once we get back into fall and holidays, it's going to spike right back up. Wait, wasn't the point that this is like a drop over year after year? Well, in May, just right. In May. Let me let me keep keep talking. Let me let me scan the article for any things about year on year sales. But I'm saying like you know in the earlier in the console cycle, it'll uh, like a console like the Wii obviously was selling strong month after month after month. Now that we're pretty late into the like later into the console cycle, like pretty much everybody has their Wii, and like so obviously aside from the important months like. Maybe I guess June might be an important one, but aside from like really big holiday months, it's not going to sell strong in off months. I do mm, think that Wii is somewhat of an anomaly because it, it, it came out of the gate with such a huge bang. And I'm not an analyst, so I don't know. But to me, I mean, the general statement of, you know, as a console, later in the console cycle doesn't sell as much. I, I don't know if that necessarily holds true simply because of people who might not get on the bandwagon early enough and then games come out and then they jump on. So in the PlayStation 3's case, um, it sold 131,000 this this month. Let's ignore that for a second, poor Sony. But in the PS3's case, we've got price drops rumored, which didn't come out, but it's still a cheaper machine now than it was when it launched. It's got more games. It's got better games. It's got more exclusives. And if the customers are aware of that, then they'll probably show that those will probably show up in the numbers. Uh I'm not sure that'll definitely happen. I'm just saying that, like... Well, that's because according to Sony, we're still in the early PlayStation 3 cycle. Oh, yeah, that's right. We've got 27 more years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but you, you know what I mean? Like, like it, it, you do raise a good point with the it, as far as the Wii is concerned because that exploded. Yeah. But something yeah, like... Yeah, PlayStation the, 3 can pretty much only that, go up. Yeah. Or, or, or it could fit, just crash and yeah, flatline. Yeah, it could go down, yeah. too. But. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I, think, I think unless you're talking about something like the Wii or something like the PlayStation 2 in its later years, that, like, it just depending on the library and the marketing message that gets out there and the price drops and whatnot, I mean, you could you could probably see a flat, you know, even line throughout an entire console's existence, possibly. I'm not saying that that's ever happened. I'm not saying that that will happen. I'm just saying that 
because so many things factor into something Probably as, a opposed, as opposed to just the shelf life. Like, oh, DS, that's like, actually a good point. No, about the the DS, thing with the though. DS is that they keep on iPodding it. They keep on, yeah. like, this is the yeah. new DS. You want to buy it now. And then I was going to say. Two yeah, years later, we're going to come out, out with one without a button, and then you're going to buy that one, too. And then we're going to come out with one that has a, a rear see, view mirror, and you're going to buy that, too. And <laughs> the consoles gonna, are trying to clump iterate, that up into the same miserably. All right, they're going to clump that up in the same ball. But, yeah, you know what? I think, I think the one that did it, well, the only one that really did it was the Slimline PS2. And when you talk about the iterations of these consoles, I don't know. I, I, I really, really, really want to see a slim Xbox and that's that, that rumored slim PS3. Not because of vanity or anything, but, you know, also practicality. You, you, you improve your manufacturing process. Uh, you save space, physical space for your customers' TV stands. Uh, you find a way to generate less heat. Uh, and less uh, and expend less energy. So why not remodel these things every two to three years? I know there's going to be the problem of like first early adopters feel shafted, but that's what you get. People who freaking buy Actually, iPods every release, like I don't think they necessarily they don't feel shafted enough to not buy anything. I was going <laughs> to say mean, no, no matter what they do with the PS3, that's the one console that early adopters won't ever feel shafted just because of the whole backwards compatibility. Yes, thing. agreed. Uh, that's a good. That's a great point. Agreed. I love my 20 gig, even though it doesn't have any Wi-Fi internet or any media card. You can't do, you can't do <laughs> I love my 60 gig, room. which has all that shit. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't pay for a 60 gig. I, I paid. I paid like 250 for the 20 because I was a cheapskate. And yeah. I guess I get. I guess I get what I pay for, but still, I didn't want to spend like 400 dollars. Yeah. I use those card the readers all the time. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it it probably would make it make it easier for. PS3 to PSP transfers, right or no? Do they? Do you have to use a USB cable? Honestly, I don't even know. I don't know because I didn't have a PS3 at the same time as having a PSP. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. Um, any more on this? Or should we move on to softwares? Let's move on to software. Softwares. Oh, Al, did you have a comment? No, okay, we'll move on to software. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, software-wise, wow. You know who's okay. the undisputed champ of software? Ultimate Fighting Championship 2009. Undisputed. Yes. But wow, I mean, who? Okay, you listen to Listen Up as well. Who was the one who was it? Billy Berghammer or Garnett that was betting that UFC would do better? Uh, it was. Oh God, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Garnett that said UFC would do better. I okay, think. so Garnett. Wait, better than what? Than WWE? Than than uh, Fight Night Round Four. Oh, Fight Night. Oh God, I want to say Garnet said Undisputed would do better. I don't remember though. Okay, so Garnet right now has a leg up on the whole. I Curry could be wrong. Bet. Don't quote me. Right, right. Okay, whoever has a leg up on the Curry bet, but we haven't seen Fight Night sales yet, so we'll have to see. But UFC, uh, if you could, oh calculator. Oh, but you're Asian. You can do math. No, I can't. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, come on, Windows. Come on. Thank you. Uh, calculator. Nine. That's like ten thousand. Six, seven, nine, six hundred. Ten thousand. Or one million. One million. million. What the fuck? <laughs> ten thousand. Across, <laughs> across, across both platforms, UFC sold a million copies. Is it that? Is the UFC that popular? I don't even pay yeah. attention. See, to it's anime. actually a I don't big game. Think, yeah, I was gonna say I don't think it's so much as the UFC's popularity as it is that the game is really, really good, and word of mouth on that game has definitely been on fire. A- a- agreed. Agreed, but usually games of this ilk go by on marketing punch. You know what I mean? 
I and honestly haven't seen much marketing for. Of course, I don't watch TV, so no. But, uh, but uh, when when I say that, I, I mean I mean the very fact that it's based off of the UFC license as opposed to something else. Yeah, I mean that that's part of the whole how you sell the game. But like I didn't see, and that's why I was asking because I don't pay any attention to MMA, so I didn't know how popular it had become over something like boxing. Oh, MMA, which is which we don't really, know anything about. Really, really popular. Oh wow! I, I, but, but yeah, one million. Okay, and then second is Wii Fit with the bounce. Wii Fit is still in second place. Yeah. Wow. Can't see it in stores, but it's still selling. Oh, third parties on Wii. Wow, we have one finally. EA Sports Active is that the one that's supposed to be like actually more intense yes. than Wii Fit? Yeah. That's the one that uses like the rubber band things or whatever. I kind of do want to try that now, only because like I've I've been good about going to the gym, and I kind of want to see where how else I can you know. My uh, girlfriend waste, has expressed my time, in it, but yeah. it's another super expensive thing. Yeah, what is it? it the, the balance board itself is like ninety bucks, right? Well, mm, I don't think EA Sports doesn't come with a. It, EA Sports doesn't use a balance board; it uses some some something else. But I think it's still oh, an expensive okay. package. Okay, I thought it did use a balance board in some respect. Okay, maybe it can, but I, I don't think you. It like it doesn't come with a balance board. You can probably use your balance board with it, but it comes with some other thing. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I know it. It doesn't come with a board. Yeah, right. it comes okay. with the rubber band thing and some other hand stuff, according to the screenshots. Uh, Infamous came in fifth place, I believe. It, it debuted in the last week of May, right? It must yeah. have, yeah, because those are so, low numbers. Like, I yeah, would have... That's, for, those are good, yeah, those are good sales for that last week. Pokemon uh, Diamond... I, I'm sorry, I mean Pokemon... Per, I'm sorry, I mean Pokemon Platinum uh, <laughs> is still selling, still in the top ten. Freaking Mario Kart's still selling. Now, Punch-Out! came in at number 8. Now i got to see when it was released, because... It was released I, May f- I, 15th or something like that. Like middle okay, month. so it's a, mid, it's a mid-month thing. I was... I naively kind of wanted to say that it would it should have sold better, because I thought that it would have more resonance with fans, but... I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just completely out of touch, but... Punch-Out! Um, Punch-Out! 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 Slow burn. North America, May 18th. Okay, so it's not that bad. No, and I shouldn't no. even say it's bad, but it's not that. It's still in the top ten. Um, and then we play. Hey, we play is in tenth. It could have not been still on the list. Yeah, it was so close. Everybody, please buy more. Uh, buy more Call of Duty Four. I'm gonna Keep go buy a Wii Play. Ah, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. In twentieth place, Gold's Gym Cardio Workout for Wii. Excellent. I wonder where yeah. Jillian, uh, what's his name? Jillian Michaels. Jillian Michaels. Or something. That, like, PS1-looking game. Yeah, Jump Around and Do Stuff, 2009. Jump Around and Do Stuff. Jump Around, Jump Up, Jump Up and Get Down. Nope, nope. Any more on this, or should we move on? Move on. Okay. Uh, I guess in the flagging sales era, we might see more sales if the Wii drops its price, maybe, to 199 which may happen. Or may not, but Michael Bachter, you know, famous Wedbush Morgan Securities analyst, says that um, he expects the Wii to be 199 by the holidays, which I personally thought that it would be 199 on launch, but of course they they were smart, and I'm not, but I still would have liked to only pay $200 for the Wii, but now it's going to be rumored that it's 199 Let's see. Uh, oh, this isn't Pachter. This is... Uh, Pactor's pictures on the article, but this is Jesse Divnich, or Divnich, or whatever, told GameSpot that he believes Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo have all reached saturation at current price points. 
surmising that a round of price cuts could help reinvigorate the sagging console market, never mind the fact that Xbox 360 has dropped its price like at least two to three times mm-hmm. since its inception. <laughs> and they like, just dropped their price on everything like uh, six months ago or something like that. I think Microsoft is doing a good job with their price drops. I don't know why they're saying that it reached its saturation. I think it's doing fine. But I, I, I will agree for Wii that it's kind of like, not that it would be saturated, but like it, at some point... When when that 360 drops even more, I'm guessing. I, see, I don't know. Maybe not. I, I, people have proven me and everyone else so wrong that like, oh, we'll still pay 250 for a Wii mm-hmm. that is like inferior technologically because we don't care about the tech. We care about how it's presented to us. Like, honestly, a lot of it is just Nintendo really marketed the hell out of that correctly and makes us believe that 250 is the right price for it. Definitely. And I don't know. 360 is. Right now, what is that? The lowest skew is at one ninety nine, right? For the yep. for the for the um, arcade okay. pack, right? And it comes with half a gig of memory, which is not bad. Uh, yes, half a gig, right? Oh, okay. I yeah, think. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it's internal now too, right? Right, yeah, because it doesn't come with any hard drive. It just has that internal okay. flash memory, that, which can hold sick. like one arcade game, right? <laughs> one of the older um, arcade games, <laughs> right, right. Um, and then the regular three sixty with the the regular one is now 60 gigs, right? Not 20? Right. The regular one's and that's... The Pro is a 60 gig for 300. 300, okay. I thought it was... For some reason, I thought it was 280. Um, uh, I think it's 199, 299, and 399 are the price points. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Um, mm, maybe. I don't know. That's where I... When I was... Like, when we were looking for 360s, that's how we saw them. I don't know. Um, you don't have a Wii anymore, right, Pete? No, we do. Oh, you you oh you got one again? Okay. Well, my girlfriend had one. So. Oh, she okay. So you didn't even bother with that. Okay, that's cool. Um, because I, I was gonna ask, like, would you buy one now, or would you, you know, like, is it? W- if she didn't have one and I had the expendable income, I would buy one for games like uh, I want to play Punch Out, mm-hmm. and you got Mario Galaxy Two coming, and um, yeah. So, that's, I'm sure. And, there's other and stuff. you and two fifty would still be a fair price point for you to get that. I think two fifty is still a good price point for the Wii. Okay. I mean, like. I mean, I don't know, because the arcade at, like, uh, comparing it to, like, the Xbox 360 arcade at 200 the arcade for 200 is, like, the worst deal ever, because you can't really do anything with it. You can't, you'd have to buy a memory card, you'd have to buy some sort of memory thing. Like, the Wii at 250 is still the Wii at two. it's still the Wii, and it's everything you need. So, like, like I don't think the Wii really needs a price drop, Um, but, I mean, maybe just uh, if they're going to, um, you know, if they're planning to eventually announce the Wii HD, then they're going to be pri- dropping that price. But, uh, yeah, the Wii in itself, I don't think, needs a price drop right now. I'd like to interrupt really quickly. No. Um, Interrupting Bear. The storage is actually 256 megs for the uh, Xbox 360 arcade. Oh, so less than half a gig. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, you know why? Because at some point I thought... Let me see, let me see, let me see. You know there's a half gig memory card. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Is that I thought that not only did it come with flash memory, it came with a half a gig memory card. But I think that was before they decided to rebrand at the arcade. And like they were they were giving out cores with I don't know, I just remember at some point there was like a half gig memory card that was being given away with it and I, I do I know I what you're know. talking about Austin because there definitely was at some point that may have been were when the half gigs it out first it? came out. I'm pretty sure they were. Or okay. they it may have been yeah. maybe before they put in the flash memory. It may have just been a two fifty six card. I don't remember. Yeah. I remember there was a point where they were giving out memory cards with the hard driveless system. 
Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, here's the way I see it. It's like a Wii is 250. Wii has half a gig of flash in there. The arcade 360 is 200. It has a quarter of a gig of flash memory in there. Mm-hmm. Depending on what you want to do with it, like if you want to download shit out the wazoo, well, we see what Wii owners have to go through. Yeah. Right? Like, they're already in trouble. They can't necessarily do everything they want if they want to download a lot of stuff. But if they just want to play the games and have save files, which a lot of people, that's good enough for a lot of people. Like, if I weren't such a nostalgic creep, I would be fine with just playing new Wii games and having the memory card slot. I mean, the the embedded flash for the the save games. I would have the same experience with the arcade and the Wii, and that's why... See, personally, I just want to interrupt right there because... Like, I know you're saying for you, and I guess for me, this will just be personally, but the difference is, like, the Wii, it's like you're downloading classic old retro games and stuff. Whereas those, you can kind of just be like, well, I don't really need to go back and play them. But with the Xbox, they're, they yeah. have the arcade there, which has new, you know, new IP and new interesting gaming experiences that are only downloadable. So it's like, that's why I think it's a worse deal for the arcade than it is for the Wii. Well, there's still WiiWare. Yeah. And yeah. a lot WiiWare of those WiiWare games, the good, the good WiiWare games, and there actually is more than one out there, mm-hmm. but the good WiiWare games do take up a significant, chunk, a significant chunk of space. But now, because of the SD card factoring in directly, it's even more of uh, a value since SD but cards you have, aren't really that yeah, expensive. But, that's yeah. true, they're not expensive. I was going to say you do have to buy them, but they're mm-hmm. not that expensive, whereas yeah. the Microsoft memory cards are a bit more... But, I mean, still conceptually, it's still similar enough that I, I, I still think that, like, I wouldn't be upset if I got an arcade machine, you know? Like, I would get an arcade... Mm-hmm. If my Xbox broke, I would take my hard drive and put it on an arcade See, machine. See, but right there, you just said take your hard drive. If you were a new purchaser... Right, but my point is that, for me, like, neither... The Wii's not enough either. I'm like me personally. The Wii, I I need to buy like an extra gig, extra big SD card to supplant the Wii. All I'm saying is that like, for my purposes, like my personal purposes, because I already have a hard drive. Like, yeah. The the fact that the arcade machine comes with the flash memory is kind of a cool thing for me. And if I were a new purchaser and I didn't, and I had a mentality where I didn't care about downloading stuff all that much, then either the Wii or the 360 would be just fine for me. And more of the games that I kind of like to play at this point are probably on the 360 by a slim margin, so I wouldn't mind going out and getting the arcade machine. And if I needed a hard drive, <laughs> I might get it later, but that's 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 assuming that I'm the type of gamer who doesn't really download all that much. My final comment on it is going to be that like, if I, if I were looking at myself as a new purchaser, I, I guess it would come down to marketing, because to me, Microsoft has marketed their machine as needing that hard drive. Right. Um, that, that's so- a mistake, yeah. Yeah, so like to me to see to like the 199 arcade isn't even an option. It's like it's a non-existent as a purchase as if I were a new purchaser. Whereas the Wii has been marketed as this is all you need. So like that's why I feel like the Wii is a va- value, whereas the arcade is not. Um, and then when you download the classic games, you can get the classic controller. And then if you download too many games, then you get the SD card. And oh wait, don't forget about this thing. <laughs> Either way, I mean. Like we were all talking, we were talking about this because of the whole possible price drop thing. And yeah. going back to Michael Pactor, um, from what I've heard from a lot of uh, game industry people, is that he's been wrong a lot lately. So like his oh, word yeah. is not yeah. as strong as it once was. I mean, the thing is, the thing is, like, no, it, the funny thing about analysts, and I hear this on a lot of gaming podcasts. Well, yeah, no, lot, they don't but, even need to be right. Like, well, no, no. What I, what I was saying is that. A lot of people who don't really pay attention to how these things work – well, I shouldn't say don't pay attention, but are so close to the gaming industry, they like to shit on analysts. And and when they're wrong, they're like, oh, yeah, he's wrong again. But 
like ha- being uh, having one foot in the gaming industry I, although I'm not intimately close with it but like I, I like to think that we all know a lot about it for someone who just for people who aren't actually entrenched in the industry and then having another foot in like you know corp like corporate business because you know consulting you have to deal with that type of stuff it's like I mean, a lot of the number crunching that you do, the forecasts that you make, they're not always going to be right. Of course they're not going to be right. But it's, it's like, sometimes what the things that they say are things that they think these companies should do or would benefit them in some way. That's and even true. if they're wrong, it doesn't, doesn't mean that maybe Nintendo would do better by reducing the price to 199 Maybe they won't, but they think that they will. Um, I mean, they, they, they're not necessarily video gamer analysts they are analysts of industries of businesses and then they happen to focus on um the video game industry but they're using all this knowledge from all everywhere else that they, they went to school for this stuff and then they you know they, they they've have experience in other industries and they see how things go and when when random people on forums who don't know shit and just play a lot of games and they know a whole lot about games but don't know shit about anything else and they laugh at analysts it's just like dude you don't know anything be quiet you know just because well, they're wrong doesn't mean you would have been any more right and the I, problem is, and analysts are there for like their predictions are meant for investors finance. and stuff. Yes, yeah, yes, exactly. So news, I think news places like fucking Game or GameSpot and like I one up and IG and all that need to stop reporting on what analysts say, or because, or at least give some perspective on why they're reporting it that way. Right. It's like we are not the crowd to be reading this stuff. That's a, that's another great point, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just it, they they like to invite you know people to say. <laughs> Price are dropping. They're wrong. It just. Uh, Al was about to say something. I heard. No, I was agreeing. Oh, I thought you were saying something. Oh, okay. Al's on this podcast. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I find but, myself um, interrupting a lot. So. Uh... Well, here's here's the funny thing is that I remember it was Act Activision again piped up and said we are concerned and upset by the fact that we haven't heard any price drop announcements. Remember last year when they said that, and then like I think. Uh, I think Bobby Kotick was just like, well, you know, we think that they should reduce the price. And then Jack Chetton was like, well, we think Bobby Kotick should try to make a console. And it's like, back and forth like that. <laughs> so and I like, I'm starting, to like, I'm starting to like Jack Chetton a lot, despite like all the, you know, BS Sony put forth in like 2006. I'm starting to like him a lot. But it was, it was just like, yeah, let them make a console, let them talk. So it's like Activision came up again and, and said that, and I'm I'm trying I'm gonna try to find um the news article, but uh Activision two thousand nine uh pri- lack of price drop uh, upset. Let's see. Um yep, yep, here we go. This is at PS three dot QJ dot net, um which is another PlayStation three log. Um this was reported on June fifth. Um in an interview with, with Bloomberg he revealed that he would have wanted to see consoles getting aggressive price cutting. Of all the things that hardware companies need to be doing right now, it's recognizing the difficulties of the economy and pricing their hardware appropriately. I think when you're in the economic circumstances that the world has found itself in, there really is a difference between a 199 game system and a 299 game system. Um, but it looks like the big hardware companies do not necessarily share Kodak's enthusiasm for price cuts. Kasarai has been vocal about a stand as well, saying that we're very happy with the price point we have. We will move on it when we think it's appropriate at some point in time. Uh, so, I mean, this is basically the same thing as last year almost the same exact thing so i don't know uh before i move on do you how long do you think before kodak because remember activision is the biggest publisher in the world right now 
having supplanted EA and owning Blizzard. How long, if at all, do you think it will be before they actually finally say, yes, um, we will listen to Activision and cut the prices because they are the biggest publisher and they you know, kind of rule the world now? I don't think it'll happen. Uh, only no. because I don't think that their sales, per se, are going to uh, completely influence console sales, you know? It's like, mm. all right, Activision wants Sony to drop their price so that more people can buy PlayStations and therefore buy Activision products. Sure. I don't think it goes the other way around where Sony hopes that by dropping their console price, they can get more people to buy PlayStations and then therefore make more royalties off of Activision products. I mean, not specifically. I don't think that they would right. be you know, on their knees like, Activision, you were right. Oh my god, we needed to <laughs> lower the console price so that we can make so much more money off of you. But um, off of you. I think that Sony How are you? will do it when they think that they will make as much money as possible off of their own console sales. Right. Okay, let us uh, close Kodak's face, yes. which I can't stand looking at. <laughs> what? And sure. uh, Vitality Sensor talk. Um, Fizeme says, we've been very clear that our objective is getting more and more customers into this gaming industry that we love. In our view, as we grow the consumer base, it will drive a vibrant, healthy industry. We've been able to get a certain number of consumers with brain age. We've been able to get more with Wii Fit. We're constantly thinking about what's the next innovation that will drive the consumer, who today is still saying, I want nothing to do with video games, to get into this industry and have a great experience. In our view, the vitality sensor and the software that will accompany it is a step down that path. Well, what's the software? Can yeah. you talk a little bit about it? Fizeme said there are some unique elements not revealed about the sensor. Details that may be revealed early this year. If not, then next year will hold the key. The product is something we're anticipating to launch sometime in 2010. Mm. <sighs> Can you guys think of... I'm sure that, yes, it could take our pulse while we're on the Wii Fit board, but can you guys think of anything that would... Stretch the appeal of something like Wii Fit. The only other thing, I, oh, of, of Wii Fit, or something. I don't know because, like, I, I don't want to say. Do you think you guys can think? Can you guys think of anything that would make us buy? Because you know we're not going to buy it, but there's some people out there who might. I was My question say, is, the, yeah. The only other thing I've heard that could possibly that would like sound like a game idea from uh, some other podcast member. What was a like a lie detector? Like that's the only thing I could think it could be used uh, for. But it oh, takes so much okay. more to detect lies than just your well pulse. yeah but like as a like you know rudimentary like like i don't know mm. in a game doesn't matter a game easily if it's just your pulse like um i am not lying game says you're lying <laughs> <laughs> I uh i was um what's it called i was watching um uh game trailers and and, and jeff keely was talking to to, Sh- to dan shu and Michael Pactor, Michael Pactor was just like, if they could figure out a way to clip the sen- uh, click, clip the vitality sensor onto other appendages, then maybe they've got some sales here. And I was just like, I didn't know Pactor had it in him to make a penis joke like that. But um, I don't know. I, I, that's nasty. That's nasty. I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, it could take your pulse while you're doing a workout on the Wii Fit board, but that's kind of like, that's that doesn't scream big E3 announcement to exactly. me. You know. See, the only th- I could see it being like, um, if it didn't have to hook into the stupid uh, Wiimote, 
like if you could just like attach it to your finger or like if it wasn't like this big thing that you stuck your finger in if it was instead some maybe like little just like like a little ring or something you just put around your finger right. that could sense your pulse like as you're playing games you, you know how like some games like if you do bad it automatically adjusts difficulty for you like it could be like if it senses you getting like too uh like tense or excited or something like it could like slow things down or like calm down the difficulty or something like that right. or ramp things up if it feels like you're being too calm it could be like you know the AI director type of thing um, but that's the only thing only like actual useful purpose I could think of for that I, I'm starting to think about it and you know he his whole Iwata's whole oh you can relax thing is like maybe uh, there go the dogs in <laughs> no but uh I guess if he's trying to go down that path, to, and, and I can see how that type of thing might entice non-gamers to use it, like if they wanted to do some kind of um, stress test type of thing or a relaxation kit or something, but I kind of feel like you don't, where you might want to buy a Wii Fit board and the Wii because it gives you visual feedback and like makes a game out of doing something active, do you really want to make... Would you really want to play a game or do something where they make a game out of trying to relax? When I'm trying to relax, I don't want to do anything or participate in anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I am trying to exercise, yes, I do want to make a game out of it because I'm active and I want something to show me how I'm reaching my goals. Oh! But, you know, if they're you know trying they to game eyes... For lack of a better word, game eyes a a a, a relaxation thing. I, I kind of wonder how will they get people to buy into that. Well, I'll I, I can't one. see it right now, but I'm also a dumb man. So, um, when you think about the vitality sensor, all you can think about is at this moment. I mean, it's going to take a whole lot of thinking, which I'm sure Nintendo's doing at the moment. Um, it you think of the vitality sensor in a passive sense where the game is reacting to what your body's doing as opposed to um, you actually well actually let me rephrase that where the game does things based on what your body does all on its own Mm -hmm. as opposed to you actually interacting with the game with something that your body can do with something you can make your body do you know uh, like you're saying, okay, you can make a lie detector game based on what your body is currently doing at the moment. Right. You're not actually playing the game. The game is actually playing you. Uh, sure. We need to, or they, Nintendo, is probably going to have to come up with something if they want us as gamers to play a game based on the Wii Vitality Sensor. I got it. They have to find a way for us to play the game as opposed for the game playing us. And Pete, what's your idea? It well, it, it, it's more the game playing us, but all I gotta do is make a game where it's just, like, a bunch of naked women on the screen, and yes! you gotta keep your pulse down. <laughs> yeah! Oh, God. The first the first AO game that actually is approved for release. It'll be, uh, it'll be, uh, Samus Aran and Link getting it on, and all the Nintendo fanboys gotta, like, try to stay calm. Do the spin attack! Do the spin! Oh, goodness. I like to get your mouth ball. No. I I mean, I okay, here's where it really kind of like slap, slaps me in the face is kind of like you see the Wii remote. You see how it's supported as the main thing. 
you see the balance board instantly you see how can it can be applied and this is going beyond just what what we were saying last week about show us something i'm just saying that seeing a balance board like that you kind of automatically know that something a lot of people can do a lot of stuff with it it's kind of like a no-brainer type of thing and you know maybe it won't be supported but you kind of get this feeling that because it's so intuitive then like you're going to i mean you've got you've got um we fit. You've got the other we fit. Well, you had we active, which I thought used a balance board. Apparently, doesn't. No, but it could. active does. Oh, it does. Okay, I'm sorry, I forgot. It just doesn't but, come with it. Right. Oh, right, right, right. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. But do, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, people are buying into it because it's it's something that's kind of a no brainer to buy into. But then you kind of get we speak, which is kind of flawed in in its concept. Like, why not just give us a headset? Why to put the thing on? The, you know what I mean? It's why like I make it a speakerphone. Why made a speakerphone and then what this vitality when when I when I look at the Wii Fit board and the Wii Mote versus Wii Speak and the Vitality Sensor, I see on one hand things that are integral to your experience, and on the other hand, I see peripherals that will be dropped in the next year and a half because they don't use them. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the e-reader, right? And like um, or the Power Glove or U-Force. Yeah, well, U-Force was that a Nintendo product? I don't even know. I'm just I'm just shitting on them right now. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Um, there's the e-reader. There's the um, the gateway camera. There's the other thing, and the other thing after that. There's that. Uh, Great. The 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 the, the man the the Nintendo 64 Game Boy. Cart reader. Oh, that, that weird thing. Pokemon. That weird thing. Yeah. Oh, and then there was a. Well, I, I'm like, I was, I, I was gonna say this, but it didn't come out, so it's kind of a moot point. The bulky drive, but that, that, that didn't even come out. Yeah, so. that didn't come out. It's got something that came out. Like, um, shoot, there is something else that I have. That the, the entire existence of the Virtual Boy. Well, yeah, the Virtual Boy was that. Ah, uh, let's not go into that. Um. Yeah, to continue yeah. Pete's quote, how many 12-year-olds are going to... I mean, to, to continue Pactor's quote, uh, Pete says, how many 12-year-olds are going to stick their dicks into the sensor? Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I was going to mention something about the Vitality Sensor, just like one last thing. Um, the Vitality Sensor needs to be used outside of the box, kind of like how the balance board is used outside of the box, like in um, Raving Rabbids, you play with your butt. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that's a, kind of like a unique thing that the balance board wasn't really initially made for. It, it's really made for standing on, so that makes it a pretty cool thing. So you already own the balance board, mm-hmm. and you like party games. You get Raven Rabbits, right. and hey, play with your butt. But, um, you know, I wouldn't buy the balance board just for Raven Rabbits. Play with your ass, ass. But the other thing, though, is that even in its limited a- application for, for a single game, with that being Wii Fit, like, it's an activity or an experience that resonates so quickly with people because it's so easy to understand what the benefits are mm-hmm. that it's easy to make it kind of like a main thing. With We Speak, it's kind of like, where's the benefit? Why why am I getting any more benefit than I would from a headset or something else? Um, and with the Vitality Sensor, because they really didn't say anything about it and because you know you don't really associate relaxation to you know gaming or entertainment, in a sense, which Not you really. know could be false. It's, um, it, I mean, sometimes you listen to right, right. It's kind of like, well, where's the benefit? What can I get out of this? And that's kind of why I was harping on why didn't you show us anything for it? But um, 
Any last remarks from you guys before we move on to these fun graphs, which will take like all of three minutes to go through? No, no, no. Nope. All right, so Bitmob, which is Dan Shu and Demian, uh, the whole old One Up Crew, EGM Crew's new little website, which uh, which it strives to incorporate a lot of community interaction with it. Um, one of the members had this nifty series of gra- graphs that actually charted the NeoGaf.com forum reactions to the press conference. Oh, it's NeoGaf. I thought it was the actual audience. Okay. No, 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 no. They basically, they ba- he basically went to NeoGaf. Every time there was a positive remark, it was plus one, and every time there was a negative remark, there was a minus one. And so we tallied all the numbers together based on the things that happened during the conferences and tallied a score. And so the conference, so here's a Microsoft chart. Um, it starts uh, at like I'm not gonna read off the numbers. I'm just gonna note the spikes. You know, the Beatles Rock Band actually went below zero. Which is kind of weird, and was spiking all oh, the I way up and down, but that. but below mm-hmm. zero. Neogaf is probably not, you know, it's, it's a forum of people who are most likely younger, like my I age, guess. even younger, and I have completely no association or connect with. Well, there are Beatles. a lot of people on there came from, like I believe, uh, the 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 video games IRC channel as well as like the original uh, gaming age forums Gaff, mm-hmm. and those guys have been around for a long time. Oh, around on this planet or on this planet? Okay, okay. In the universe, yeah. Only because Um, you know, if they've been around the forums for a long time, doesn't right, right. That doesn't mean anything. You know, a year is a long time. But um, yeah, it's been it's spiking up and down below zero. Abbey Road DLC, it it peaks a little bit above zero, and then Yoko Ono appears and it spikes down to negative forty almost. Yes. Um, Paul and Ringo come on and it goes above zero again, then it goes below again. Um, Microsoft says something about no charts or graphs, and then immediately gets like plus twenty. Tony Hawk's ride comes out, and it immediately spikes below like below negative thirty. Um, then you get the Modern Warfare trailer goes up again. Neverwinter Nights. Oh, I'm sorry. Mar- Modern Warfare Two gameplay spikes up, and then the snowmobile sequence comes up and spikes up again. Final Fantasy Thirteen. It kind of tapers off and goes below. Cliffy B comes up. With Shadow Complex, and it's going up and down all over the map, but it stays above zero. And then Joyride, which I think you were talking about, Pete, earlier, um, kind of goes below zero. Then Crackdown 2 comes out, mm-hmm. and it goes to, like, sky high. I, I did not know how many people really love Crackdown that much, but apparently they do. On Neogaf. Um, in Neogaf, yeah. Um, then it kind of hovers above zero, spikes up and down, and then uh, goes down after 4 to 3. Um Alan Wake comes... Uh, the Halo stuff gets a moderate response. Alan Wake comes up, and it goes to almost 80 again. And then when Facebook and Twitter are announced, it, it goes way below zero. Like, no one cared. Either no one cared, or everyone was just like, this is bullshit. Which, which I thought everybody would be like, oh my god, Facebook is on this, yeah, I can do Twitter, you know. Yeah, but they're gamers. I mean, even I wasn't... Well, not even I, but... I, I wasn't really too... Yeah, but there are also a whole bunch of gamers that use Facebook and Twitter religiously. True. I think that they would probably still want to use it on their cell phones and on their computers. I love the fact... Uh, I was was going to skip ahead real quick. I was going to say, I love the fact... I mean, like, you know, for uh, Kojima and the Metal Gear stuff, it went back up up. a little bit. But then uh, for Natal, it drops back down. It just drops... Yeah, yeah. Then for for Spielberg, it goes up a little bit. People are like, oh, well, you know, it's Steven Spielberg, so... Yeah, and then Kudo comes on. They're like, eh. Yeah, <laughs> because that stupid demo was terrible. Like, like Slunk was talking about. I watched is. it again, and like the arm was going through his chest. 
Um, but then, of course, they're all, like because they're all fanboys, like the 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 numbers spiked up when when he made that. Oh, this is not a preset waggle comment, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah oh burn, which is really stupid because they didn't like the demo. Right. So. Um, and then it goes back down when the painting and the elephant crap comes on, and then Milo comes on, and it all goes down. <laughs> Malanu got to level back out for a little bit, yeah. though, because he just, you know, his voice. He's, he resonates with the farting and the, the dogs and birds pooping on your heads. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Then in the Nintendo conference, Ka- the instant that Cammy Dunaway appears, it spikes down to, like, negative 50, because nobody <laughs> likes her. <laughs> I feel kind of bad for her, but nobody likes her. She you, looked ridiculous, by the way. With that jumpsuit. Yeah. New Mario game spikes way back up. Wii Fit Plus spikes way back down. Reggie appears, spikes way back up. Wii Motion Plus spikes back down. Uh, archery up, basketball down. Reggie wins up. <laughs> and then uh, down again. Um, Golden Sun got a really huge reception on Gaff, on, on Neo Gaff that's above a 40. And then the stupid GTA wannabe game Cop on DS went down. Um, style Savvy went down, but it didn't go down as far as I thought it would. I think that was that, like... That you know, along the lines of like Imagine Ballerina DS, yeah, those types of game. games, and it, it it didn't go down to negative eighty, which surprised me. I'm surprised as, as um, much as uh, something later on, which wait, yeah. wait, wait, pass it. Yeah, it is yeah. negative eighty. Yeah, but um, the Facebook Facebook on DSI also got a negative twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iwata comes on stage and spikes up, which is odd because I didn't think many people liked him. Uh, the Vitality sensor goes below eighty. <laughs> Yeah, um, zero Gal- interest. But it's so funny because like they they remarked this on the blog that in the three minutes between the Vitality Sensor and Galaxy Two, it shot way down and then way up like mm-hmm. like that. It was exactly like the Penny Arcade thing when they were like, "We hate you, we love you." Um, and yeah. Metroid, yeah, oh, Metroid yeah. took it back up to eighty. So, and then finally with the Sony thing, uh, we've got um, we've got a montage with Queen. Oh yeah, that the Queen song, and like they they talk about the sales in the PS2 and it goes way down. Then the Uncharted went kind of spiking up. I thought the reception would be bigger, though, because if you listen to the press conference, everybody was hooting and hollering at, at Uncharted. They well, yeah, yeah, but this is just off the This is Gaff. I know, this is just Neil Gaff, but, you know. Um, and then Mag came out and went down, and then the Hannah Montana PSP took it down below negative 40. Now, mind you, in the conference, there were people like, woo, every time you say Hannah Montana. Well, and that, that was, like, was actually... Out. I heard that was an internet meme that they were told, uh, like, people got together and, like, decided that anytime any tween stuff was announced, they were going to, like, hoot and holler and clap and stuff. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Which is why you had that reaction when that came out. That's freaking awesome. Then Kazurai comes out, goes plus 20, and then what the hell is Sense Me? I don't remember. Uh, don't remember that either. Oh, weird. I mean, I recognize it, but I, don't, I forgot what it was. Kazurai came out, and he, he Kazurai came out to announce the PSP, the, the PSP Go. Go. What, at which the point, the, the two hundred and fifty dollars price point sent it staggering below forty, negative forty. Granters, I don't PSP remember didn't do anything. anything in between there though. But go ahead, yeah, go, go, go. Uh, Hideo Kojima comes out, and it spikes, and then they show what it is, which is Metal Gear Solid Peace Walk, and it goes back down. <laughs> Um, well, not terrible though. I mean, not like, terrible, but it's still surprising. It's like, oh yeah, it's Hideo. What, what is this crap? Screw him. <laughs> um, Final Fantasy VII got a little reaction. Agent got a reaction, and then Assassin's Creed Two went negative. I'm surprised that Agent got a reaction at because first. They just said, "This is Agent. It's gonna be like the new Grand Theft Auto." Now on to Assassin's Creed Two. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was ridiculous. But I think I think at first people are like, because you know, Assassin's Creed was a divisive game, so I think right. it was that's, like that's yeah, Assassin's that's Creed. A good point. And then once, because you know, once when they you... show that double kill uh, yeah, again, this is just gap. I think that was the press point. conference. You bring a yeah. good point. Yeah, that it spikes up. And the Final Fantasy 13 was kind of a downer because I guess everyone was burned out from it from the Xbox conference. And then when he brings out 14, I cannot, yeah, it goes up like past 80. I'm like, why? Yeah. And, and, and I think it goes down at the end everything. because they figure out, oh, it's uh, yeah, online. Yeah, it's online. Yeah, but right when do... it says online, that's where that drop is. But do you see how how like poorly the motion controller was recept was received? I like that thing, and they're yeah, just like, that's... Eh. that was a little bit surprising. Mm. Me. Even among gaff people like that, that surprised me. And it didn't go up; it, it slowly crept back up. It didn't really like go back up until the end. And then there's this whole mod nation racers, which actually looks cool. Do you guys see that? Yes, I do agree. It does look kind interesting of. and like cool. little big racer. Yeah, basically, I talk um, about it in my trilobite. Yeah, my new um, one. Oh, your new one. Yeah, not the three weeks old one. Yeah. <laughs> the last. See, here's the thing. I thought that the last guardian, which is the team Ico thing, would have gotten a lot bigger reception than the Final Fantasy fourteen thing. But then again, I forgot that they leaked the trailer. Yeah, yeah and it was so, basically the same trailer, just re retouched up. Touched up, yeah. Um, and then Gran Turismo Five and God of War Three got like okay interest level and then to tip it out but yeah, I, I just I just find it funny I'm like looking at these things and like Cammy comes out negative 40 <laughs> it's like PSP go oh okay 249 negative 40 just like these trends are fun to look at but anyway mm -hmm. let me check the mailbag real quick before Pete goes I don't think anybody came back but I'll, I have hopes I have hopes that the mailbag will save us from what do you mean before I go does that mean that you guys are going to still sit there and talk for another hour we're probably all going to go, but I mean, you said you have to go, so I'm trying to do I'm being considerate of your s schedule. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. Wrong password. I got a mail in my mailbag from a Mr. Austin Shawa. Huh? For Smack Agenda 136. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. There, our agenda for the cast, which doesn't really much count, but that's all right. And I'm not yeah, I don't check it until after the cast is over. That's a <laughs> very no. effective email. Yeah, ass. <laughs> oh, we got ten mails. Nothing new. Uh, we're sad. Send us mail, damn it! And that contest is still open, by the way. Like, if you want to make uh, 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 lyrics to a, a famous video game song and sing it, or is it was it taking? Wait, I, Al, I forgot. Was it taking existing lyrics or making new ones? No, it's taking the song and writing lyrics to the melody of the song. Right. Okay. So it's new ones. Yeah. Okay. And uh, McDove, I think you wrote on my giant bomb profile asking, and I thought I responded. I don't know if you got my response, but I did respond. Maybe it's in your inbox. I don't know. But, yes, we are still accepting it, even contest or not. We just want to hear what people have out there. So, if, if, if again, if you don't remember what the contest was, it was taking, taking a video game theme song, writing lyrics to it, and please, please, please try to stay away from cliched shit like the Mario Brothers theme. Right. I'll try and come up with an example, like, when I get some time to myself, because I don't want to feel like self-conscious and embarrassed with a lady in the house and I'm trying to record. I'm <laughs> making it known right now that I am not going to be singing any of these en entries. Well, then you can rap. Exactly. No, I yes. don't sing or rap. Then you're a horrible human being. Well, you can but write yes, lyrics and then give them to We don't else. want you to just give us the, the song. I mean, the, the, no, no, the no. name of the song and the lyrics. We want you to actually record. Yeah, I was going to say, we can do it ourselves but we'd rather you do it but we'd rather you do it yeah because it would be funnier um so we're calling you out people i'm gonna name names digi matrix uh supersonic uh uh, uh mcdove uh pete 
Uh, yeah, we're gonna I call this count. Try Games listeners got talent. Yeah, happy happy cloud who hasn't contacted us in over two years. Susan Boyle, I'm calling you out. Susan Boyle. Oh. Oh, she's gonna have a meltdown again. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, okay. So that that should do it for us. Any any parting shots heard around the world before I abandon you, sad folk? Um, um ass and titties. Oh, I. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, because it's, it's actually when we when you get to the where can people find you part, so I'll wait till we get to that. Oh, okay, okay. Where can people find you, Pete? <laughs> um, apparently Facebook lets you use uh, usernames now, so yes, now you can right. find me at facebook.com slash Riven, R-Y-V-V-N. There we go. Oh, yeah. It makes it so much easier. Let me do that and if you want, somebody takes mine. Yeah, <laughs> if you too. want to uh, find me, uh, since I have a 360 now, if you want to get me on 360, my uh, 360 gamer tag is uh, G-S space Riven. It's the same one, um, right? Yeah, same one I had before, but okay. you know I haven't had one in a while. I don't think I've had, like anyone, yeah, any new listeners who uh, like the sound of my sultry voice and want to play some games with me. Sultry voice, yes. yes. <laughs> I just gotta look for my girlfriend. I got two L's and two oh, bitches. Somebody stole antipode already. The antipode. Yeah, see, because I I was walking home from being out like all day yesterday, and it, it just crossed over twelve o'clock. And somebody um, was, they set their status like, fuck you, the person who stole such and such. <laughs> uh, it was like three minutes after 12 or something like that. And they were pissed that they couldn't get their first initial and last name. Oh, yeah. I could be Austin Show. It's boring. I'm Mr. Troopon. Facebook.com slash Mr. Troopon. But unless you're my friend, can't see me. I'm not going to friend you if I really don't know you. You'll have to listen and, and, and climb your way up the ranks by submitting emails and participating I in a song contest. everybody. Pete friends everybody. You can friend him. Yeah, I want to can... be popular. <laughs> All right. I just sent my username to Facebook. It's XLM2K. Okay. Wait. What is that? XLM2K. That sounds familiar. That sounds, that familiar. sounds familiar. What else what is, is that from? Yeah. Oh, that, that's also from my guitar and games blog at XLM2K.blogspot.com. What's that Yay! address again? XLM2K.blogspot.com. Is that where we can find you, at Alfred? XLM2K.blogspot.com. XLM2K.blogspot.com. Apply, Apply to your directly forehead. to URL bar. Apply it to your forehead. Yeah. Apply directly I to your dot com. <laughs> okay, this shit's done. Yeah. Uh, so for uh, uh, yeah, DrFishyPants.com. So for Pete. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> for Al. At uh, XLM2K.blogspot.com. <laughs> <laughs> I've been your host, Austin, Mr. Tripon, and we're gone. Bye, slugs. I heard that was an internet meme where it's just, like, a bunch of naked women on the screen. They were going to, like, hoot and holler and clap and stuff. <laughs> That's great.